All right, y'all. If you uh, like health, freedom, and healing liberty, you're in the right place. The Robert Scott Bell Show is about to begin. Give you a heads up. Uh, hour two coming up. Jamie Dorley, Joe Messino. We're going to cover cardiovascular health, yes, but also joint health, connective tissue issues. As we head into the big conference in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania this weekend with Judy Mikovits, Tracy Strout, Len Brankowitz, and of course, Jamie Dorley. That's coming up. But first hour, you guys are excited. I know you're thrilled. You're like, ask him this, ask him that. Look, it's my show. I'll ask him what I want to ask him. Kevin Zorbo for the first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And I mentioned I'm, I, I so admire his courage and his willingness to speak out and not be worrying about any cancel culture nonsense. So we've got Kevin. I'm going to talk to him about his health journey, his journey into faith. And uh, you guys will enjoy him. You already know him, but you'll love this. And I'm, an, I'm, uh, I'm excited to have him on as well. So stick around. Tell your friends. Come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen or any place that we haven't been banned. There are a few. And we'll get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. All right. Actually, just giving you a heads up, too. I'm heading to uh, Pittsburgh this weekend. So I'm going to be flying out Thursday. But I've got a great show in the can with Jonathan E. Moore. You know him at the FDA Dragon Slayer. Jonathan E. Moore is going to be joining us. And we've got a a subject matter about public health. And I saw this headline giving you the preview. There is no such thing as public health. And I was like, beyond excited. I've been saying that for years. Public health is a legal fiction. And it provides the opportunity for government and the pharmaceutical industrial complex to claim ownership over you and your children. Recognize this is not for the greater good. And the greater good is an ill-defined communist concept That lumps you as a collective, not as an individual unique spark of the creator of God. And so that's that's coming up. That discussion is going to be amazing. This hour, we got Kevin Sorbo joining us in just a moment. I just want to give you a heads up on a Defender article from our friends at Children's Health Defense. The things that we're witnessing, tragedy after tragedy with mRNA injection. People have been deceived. They've been duped. They've been coerced. They've been mandated into receiving injections that defile DNA, that basically alter creation through synthetic mRNA, altering DNA protein synthesis. Story about a woman who feels like the walking dead after COVID vaccine injuries. I I dare not call it a vaccine. It's a, it's genetic modification. I don't even call it therapy, but you know what I'm saying? And it's just another one of these tragedies that I hope and pray that through all of these illnesses and ailments and, and deaths that have occurred, that we can see through the ruse of, for the greater good or for public health. It's all about the individual. You don't get sick as a group. You don't get well as a group. This happens as an individual. And if they inject you or your children and they end up injured or even killed, that's not a sacrifice you need to take, honestly. That is something so artificial. And once again, we want to talk about standing up for your individual rights, health, freedom, and healing liberty. And someone who's doing that has been doing it for a while. We've been watching him, observing him. He's been appearing at Many of our friends' events, like for Health Freedom, like the Defeat the Mandates rally in Los Angeles a few months back, you know him from a lot of different TV shows, including, of course, Hercules and movies. He's got his own studio now putting out family-friendly, faith-based type entertainment with principles that you can learn in the, me- in the midst of being entertained. Let's welcome, for the first time, to the Robert Scott Bell Show, Kevin Sorbo. Kevin, welcome to the show, my friend. I'm so glad to see you. Oh, we lost your audio. Look at that. He's on. He's doing mime right now. <laughs> See if we can trigger your audio to come back to life. I don't know where it went since we connected with you. 
you're looking good, but I can't hear you. What's the magic trigger to turn on the audio? See if you can go to that setting setup and see if it'll work again. Or if it's uh, just a connection to your microphone. I think I'm about to hear something. Is it working now? Yes, yes. I don't know what you did, but do that. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, 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 I'm a very technical guy. <laughs> it's your, your triumphant introduction and you're a mime, but you're not. Yeah. You've got a voice and you use it well. You speak out. And uh, I do want to go back through your health journey as well. But what is it about the Defeat the Mandates rally that drew you in? Because in the midst of the Los Angeles left woke culture, that rally was really uh, I can't. I seem seemingly threatening to a lot of people that were living in fear and were wearing masks over every orifice of their body. Well, you know, fear is the number one weapon the government loves to use among, amongst the people, and uh, it's amazing to me how people just fell in line with this. You know, you got Lord Fauci and Prince Gates, and there, you know, there's so many videos showing these guys prior to the pandemic. Right? Um, there was a video with Fauci in 2017 where they asked him about. What are the steps to get a vaccine made? Any kind of you know medication, pills, whatever it may be. And uh, to kind of make that as short as possible, he said seven to 10 years. Well, this comes along and let's whip it up in a year and just throw it on people and let them be the guinea pigs for the next seven to 10 years. It's unbelievable. You see people all over the world dropping dead from this thing and getting sick from this. I have a friend personally that his wife, I said, do not take the vaccine. At least wait till your baby's born, uh, six months pregnant. She didn't want to wait, took it. The baby was dead within three weeks. They did an autopsy in the baby, filled with blood clots. Why is none of this stuff in the papers? You know, why is this stuff being kept secret by so many people? I can't believe the mainstream media is so complicit and so eager to not report the truth. And yeah. it's, it's amazing to me. And we got a battle on our hands, as you know, and people are sheep. You know, I'm not here to wake up the sheep. I'm here to wake up the lions and get people not be afraid to speak up. Exactly. And there's been a blind spot for many years among what I would perceive to be the lions or the lions to be, and that sure. they've altered to the uh, in medical industrial complex. And this is not indictment of every individual doctor, but much of their training is focused on what bringing you back to health by poisoning you with medicines approved by the <laughs> FDA. It doesn't make sense. Now, your journey into health, of course, in the in the uh, uh, you know the fitness realm, of course, with your the, the role everybody knows you from Hercules, you had to be so fit. Yet, I didn't realize the story of your vascular challenges, life threatening challenges you went through. This is before COVID jabs made vascular oh, yeah. normal for everybody. Yeah, it was way before. It was uh, it was in the season five. I said Hercules was seven years down in New Zealand, and I uh, loved the show, loved the country. It was fantastic. People were great. Um, we can talk on Saturdays down there now. New Zealand and Australia are acting crazy with the government towards the people with these mandates. But um, when I was there, it was, it was a free country. But I, uh, I was having problems with my left arm. I couldn't figure out what was going on. You know, I was doing most of my own stunts because my ego said I could, and I loved doing it. The jock in me loved doing these fight scenes with my stunt guys who made me look like a stud to begin with. Um, and I came back to America, and I finally had my arm checked out. They found a lump way up here in my, my left subclavicle, and uh, – before anything um, could be done in terms of surgery-wise, it opened up and sent hundreds of clots from my arm. It sent three clots from my brain. I suffered three strokes. And um, I went from a guy that was pretty ripped up. I'm 6'3". I was, I was 230 back in those days. And I was I single-digit body fat. I was in pretty good shape. And uh, um, I went from a guy that was doing uh, – it felt pretty invincible to a guy that couldn't stand up. It took me – uh, about four months to learn how to walk and balance again. It took me three years to fully recover from it. So it was quite a battle. I wrote a book on it. 
It's called True Strength, My, my Journey from Hercules to Mere Mortal and How Nearly Dying Saved My Life. And um, that book has been a godsend for me in many ways because the number of people I've met through talk, speaking events and book signings, and people come up, car crash, survivors, heart attack, stroke, whatever it may be, saying my book motivated them to stop feeling sorry for themselves. And it's been... Uh, it's been it's been quite a journey with it, and it opened up a door I never thought I'd be doing. I do about fifteen speaking events a year. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're speaking out in in on uh, I think as important topics as they are related to health, and now of course, uh, freedom on a fundamental level here in America, where we have many people that have abandoned this idea that freedom is is more important than just about anything because we're afraid, as you point out. Fear is the unfortunately the great motivator, and those who want to own and control us know that, and they've used our ignorance about health. It, to their advantage. And, you know, my goal is to help uh, as I've been doing this is my 23rd year in broadcast uh, healing, I call it is to empower people to recognize that they don't suffer from a lack of injections or FDA approved pharmaceutical drugs. I mean, there are places for those things, but they're far fewer than where they have existed in my lifetime and uh, becoming a living example for how mm-hmm. to live healthily. As I said, the, the, the shock is to learn about your fitness level and yet having that vascular challenge that was a threat to your life and yeah we have your true strength book linked up in the show notes as well as your truth faith book but for those that haven't read about your story and your history and the connection with your wife and what a journey you've been on not only to overcome life and death challenges but also you know economic challenges uh you know being it's easy to get blacklisted and canceled even before uh the covid stuff just being a conservative in hollywood is like a no-no oh that already happened to me about uh, 11 years ago my manager and agent called me in I thought it was going to be intervention. They said, we can't work with you anymore. Because, you know, I, I, I was already posting stuff on social media at that time as well. And I was questioning people on the set because the sets were also one-sided, you know, yelling out, this person's a Nazi or that person's a pedophile or a, or a, or a homophobe. And I go, I go, well, how do you know that? I go, explain how this person is a Nazi. And they could never explain it. They love their labels, but they can't really mm-hmm. use anything other than that. Th- those labels as talking points that they pick up from the news. And uh, my, they, they said, we can't work with it anymore because of being a conservative and being a Christian. It's actually worse being a Christian in Hollywood than being a conservative, which is interesting. But um, that's like, you know, both those things combined, like I'm being a double leper in Hollywood. But uh, yeah, I love the industry. I love the business. So I, I went about just kind of doing my own thing and formed my own studio, Sorbo Studios. Please go to SorboStudios.com. You can sign up. You can get autographed book there as well. But uh, we're doing our own movies. And we're doing them. I mean, I've shot. Since Hollywood gave me the boot, I've probably shot over 45 movies, I think, now. I, I just shot two this year. I got three more lined up. And um, so I'm staying busy. And uh, I, I want to put movies out there to promote hope. And it doesn't, They don't necessarily have to be faith-filled. I, I, mm-hmm. I, most of the movies I do are family-friendly. But I want, I want hope and laughter and love and redemption and forgiveness and movies that Hollywood used to do all the time. You know, they're putting yeah. out so much anger out there right now, increasing the this divisiveness and the hatred and the anger between everybody right now. And it's just, it's sad what's happened to America, it really is. And when, when you, you see what's going on in our streets and we got governors in these states that allow it. I mean, I live in, I live in Florida now. I got the heck out of California four years ago. So uh, I got tired. That's a beautiful state and they destroyed it with their politics, which is very sad. Uh, well, I'm glad that you got out of California and uh, you, you've you've been through things before they were public knowledge in terms of what you saw coming. And so you took steps to which I encourage folks <laughs> to do. Don't wait, as I point out, don't wait until you're hungry to start growing food. Uh, and, and, you know, these are the kind of things that often we get caught unaware, even with all the warnings. And I think that, uh, you know, we're getting plenty of messages from a spirit, deep spiritual level that 
things are have gone off the rails in terms of uh, principles and what are the foundational principles in this country. You know, this idea that we must turn our bodies over to government. I mean, just a just an absurd notion that the government or anybody in it would know more about our health or the care of our bodies than us or any doctor we choose to hire to work with for our health and healing. And so part of that journey back to, the, to our sanity sometimes is losing what we value, realizing how valuable it is, and then finding our way back legitimately and genuinely, as opposed to the way we are convinced is the only way to go, which is, again, turning our bodies over to places and people that don't know how to care yeah. for us. Um, the biggest thing out there right now, I'm going to go back to my book real quick. The whole thing is we're all going to have roadblocks in life, right? How do you react to those roadblocks? It's so easy to blame a God, it's easy to blame a God you don't believe in. It's easy to blame your family, friends, and the world. Mm-hmm. I also tell people, I go look in the mirror, do the Michael Jackson song in the man in the mirror, because that's what the problem is. And uh, to me, it's, it's like, okay, how are you going to handle this? Are you, I, as my wife said to me, every time I got down or bitter or pissed off what happened to me, she would say, Kevin, it happened. What are you going to do about it? And uh, I've always been a fighter. I've got a very strong will that's passed on from my parents to me and my other four siblings. And um, I was not going to let this thing hold me back. I would do 10 times more than what the doctors told me. And I, I spoke in front of 1,600 neurologists out of San Diego. And I said, there's a reason what they call what you guys do a practice, okay? You're not perfect. And you do make mistakes. They, they just certainly saved my life. But at the same time, they didn't give me a lot of hope in terms of my recovery. Mm-hmm. And um, they they thought after, you know, if I had not had much improvement after a year, I'd have to live with it the rest of my life. Well, I've had improvement every year since then. So um, don't, don't count people down. The body is a strong thing and the positive mind is, is also a strong thing to have. Well, keep being that living example for others because, you know, you inspire just by the, the, the nature of your public persona and what you do in media and movies. And as you've acknowledged, it's a very powerful medium for good or can be for destruction and and you know i like what you're doing tremendously now unfortunately i'm getting all this feedback from our audience saying your your audio is so choppy they're having trouble and i don't want them to miss any of your words because they're terrific uh i don't know what to tell you yeah it's bizarre and if you listen back you'll hear it goes up and down it's like weird the microphone's playing playing uh, like gating noises or gating uh uh, adventures and i'm not sure why but i don't because i mean i've done i do a lot of interviews from this exact same computer. I've never had this problem before. So I don't and I apologize. Know. I am not trying to kibosh <laughs> the interview because you're just an absolute, uh, like you said, inspiration for so many. And I want people to hear your story beyond just the scratching of the surface we've just barely done. Uh, and with that unknown uh, audio quality issue, I, I just don't want to frustrate people out there because I know how much they appreciate you. And we're looking forward to hearing you and seeing you on the show today. Uh, I don't know as far as how to correct it on the fly like we've done because you're, right. you're a good guy at audio, too. Well, do you want to reschedule and see what we can do? I, I would love that, Kevin. And I certainly apologize. It's yeah, certainly not an intention. I don't know. I yeah. mean, like I said, I've never had this problem before. So. Yeah, it's like a gating issue. Like it's trying to pick well, up I, and then it's not. I don't most know. of the ones I do are Skype or Zoom. So maybe this is okay. the first time I've done it on whatever format you guys Yeah, have. the restream. Yeah, and we used to do such complicated interf- interviews that were like nobody could do it. And <laughs> now we try to simplify it. So I'm not certain, but I would love to run a test off the air with you to make sure we can resolve that, get you back on because there's a lot of good stuff that you're sharing and I want my right. audience to hear it from you. We'll, we'll set it up for another day. All right, Kevin. Thank you. Appreciate you so All much. Right, no worries. Thanks, Kevin Sorbo. Great guys. You could see uh, a man of, of, of just it's like a great faith, but also the wisdom of the challenges he's been through in his lifetime. You think a guy as physically fit as he is would not go through those things? Well, he has. And that brings a lot of street cred, so to speak. 
to the reality of him going, as he mentioned just moments ago, if you heard that, going to a, a neurological doctor's convention, speaking to 1,600 neurologists, neuroscientists, neuro, uh, maybe a surgeon, and saying, you guys, what you do is a practice. You make mistakes. You don't know. And Kevin's a big guy. I don't think they argued with him. But the point is, uh, we don't need to be worshipful of those who have high-level degrees and do great things in, in the, the, the practice that they've engaged in. But if we can, let's say, live differently and recognize the real assault that has occurred on our physiology, much less our emotions and mind and spirit and all of that by many negative influences, Maybe we wouldn't need those interventions. Now, again, I didn't get a chance to go into some of that history with Kevin because the audio difficulties today. And I, again, I'm bummed out about that because he's, I, you can tell he's a cool guy uh, and uh, right on target. So we'll have to do a, a part B or plan B. I know we've rescheduled already. So again, there you go. Live radio, live video, et cetera. Uh, super down. All right. We got plan B set up for me because otherwise I will just start. You don't know where I'm going to go today. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go today. Um, but I appreciate everybody's. I'm just bummed that that happened the way it did. Inexplicable. <laughs> no explanation. I mean, because we had him scheduled, and yeah. then he rescheduled, and then I yep. think he rescheduled a third time or yeah. second time, and then we finally get him on. And it's like, dude, look, he's he's super intelligent. He's got a lot of history there to communicate. I think important messages. And uh, I, as I was seeing, you were pointing out the, the audio difficulties. I was hearing it like gate up and down in my ears. Yeah, and, and what we were hearing was the same there. thing was going on on the stream. It was like it, it was sort of a, you could sort of understand it, but yeah. but you couldn't really. It was like you know, and we don't want to yeah. we don't want to do an interview. Yeah. If you guys can't hear, if it sounds weird, there's just no point to that. So yeah, it would be frustrating it for just everybody. Is what so, it is. So hopefully we can uh, re re. Uh, reschedule if you will and and test it out i don't know what happened there as he said but anyway let's uh move on to uh some other things i mentioned the uh public health issue and i think that's going to be well i know it's going to be a great interview for thursday when i'm traveling out to visit jamie and uh joe out at nutritional frontiers with tracy Stroud. oh you mean with 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 emord yeah yeah the public health discussion i'm telling you he came up with that and i don't think he knew that i had said what i had said years ago that became a quote visual that ke- uh who was it that did that um steve oh steve felt. yeah steve yeah. put up you know some of these images i don't know if you have access to that but we could just show that real quick yeah uh, i and just it, gotta find it where yeah it's okay we dropped it into skype today but it really is something that uh with this article that uh, jonathan Emore put out and we'll talk about it on thursday show uh it just nails it it's like Stop with this glorifying public health measures, public health issues outside of, yeah, cleaning up the water. You can argue that it helps a lot of people because it helps a lot of individual people. And you go, that's a public health measure. Okay. But when you talk about injecting individuals with synthetic mRNA technology that is unproven in terms of efficacy as opposed to, you know, protecting you in any way, much less the detriment it has. And they're going to say that's a public health measure because it's like adding or, or chlorinating the water, killing the bacteria, if you will, if you're worried about that. That's just, it's not the same thing at all because now you're individually injecting to say some greater good is going to happen as if that thing will protect other people, which we found out was a lie uh, from the beginning. So there it is. There's no such thing as public health. It's your health or nobody's. I'm not the only one saying it now. I'm not all alone and, and, and just hiding in the corner. No one will believe me. They won't like me. As if I do things because they'll like me or don't like me. 
But as I pointed out to Super Don, as I republished that on, on some of the social media networks, I'm thinking, ooh, this is going to hurt because some of our friends on the political left haven't fully come around to the idea that individual liberty and rights come from your existence as an individual. They don't happen because you're a member in a group, whether it be rainbow colored or any color. It doesn't matter. It's like your rights are yours because you're born. And, and yet trying to lump them into a collective is, is denigrating and dismissive of the rights of the individual who you're then inadvertently willing to sacrifice and say, thanks for taking one for the team. If a kid dies because they got vaccinated, you're like, well, that's just the price of protecting the public. What does that mean even? Are you the public? Am I the public? What about our individual health? So that's, again, a theme that we'll continue discussing until everybody gets it. That means and it's be a long time. also touching on the very fluid situation that's happening in Taiwan right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, you've watched this or not, but uh, there was a, a planned trip that Nancy Pelosi was supposed to be making to Taiwan. China said, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You better not. If you do, we'll shoot her plane out of the air you yeah. know, and all this stuff. Well, she ended up going. Yeah. Okay, And she landed there uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. And there's all this stuff going on. China's going to do this, and they're going to do that and stuff. Who knows if any of it's real? Um, you know, we'll we'll know here in yeah. the next couple of days as to what it is they're going to do. So, if anything, at this point, but it's kind of kind of a crazy situation happening right now uh, internationally and diplomatically. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Monkeypox. Oh, you want to hit that? Okay. We Let's can do that. Monkeypox for a minute. California's uh, governor of Newsom would declare an emergency for anything as long as it, it gives him more power. Uh, he, he's declared a monkeypox state of emergency. California monkeypox state of emergency. Why? Have they reopened the bathhouses for everybody to, to do the things that were going on before the era of immune collapse? Well, it started with San Francisco. Yeah, that's where. Well, and a lot of that was happening years ago, decades ago, in fact. Now, apparently, the governor of California has decided that he needs to do the entire state. Why? The whole state. Why? Uh, to speed efforts to combat the monkeypox outbreak, becoming the With second what? state in three states to take that step. What are they going to do to combat it? What in a state of emergency allow? What are they going to they do? They are shutdown? going to seek more vaccines. There are no monkeypox vaccines. Uh and lead outreach and education efforts on where people can get treatment and vaccination. That what that vaccination? Is, what vaccination is he talking well, there, about? I th- isn't there a monkeypox vaccine? No, there's no monkeypox. Show me the monkeypox vaccine. I thought there was. Where is it? I don't. I don't know. Find I don't it. have I it. No, somebody do a search on it and show me because I don't recall a monkeypox vaccine ever. Really? Yeah, there were smallpox vaccines that were horrible, and of course now chickenpox vaccines. And shingles vaccines, but where's the monkeypox vaccine? Tell me what I'm missing here. Did I miss the memo? Was there an uh, emergency use authorization here. for retooling the the monkeypox from a cowpox slash smallpox vaccine? Where, what vaccine? They're referring to it as a monkeypox vaccine. Key facts well, about the monkeypox. All right, so there is a vaccine. Let's see here. What is it called? J-Y-N-N-E-O-S is an FDA-licensed vaccine in the United States to prevent monkeypox disease in individuals 18 years of age and older. And so when did it's this get It's also approved? licensed to prevent smallpox disease mm-hmm. in this age group. 
when did this get authorized? When was this approved outside of an emergency use? I don't know. No, keep. I'm. I'm serious. I, I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to keep yeah, looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't monkey know pox. these things. And folks, right, what remember is it? what is it? All right. The whole idea that everybody's got monkeypox in California now. How does this happen? People aren't sneezing and breathing. It's about very close contact, skin to skin type stuff. And even then, how many of these cases of monkeypox are in people that have gotten mRNA jabs that have their immune systems have been collapsing with each subsequent booster? And how do you know it's actually the monkeypox? Once again, is it PCR related? How many of these things have we seen because of immune collapse resulting in any number of skin manifestations? It could be anything. Could all look the same. Could be shingles. Could be uh, poison ivy. Could be eczema, right. psoriasis. On September twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. the uh, FDA approved the first live non replicating vaccine for prevention of smallpox and monkeypox disease in adults eighteen years old. So, so we missed that memo in twenty nineteen. Apparently, time. so yes. So it was so not on anybody's radar. Who was going to talk monkeypox in twenty nineteen? Well, yeah, which it tells wasn't me a thing what? back then for us here. Anyway, what does it tell you? It tells you they knew this was coming. Why would they do that? Where was where was the outcry for monkeypox vaccines in twenty nineteen? Was that anybody talking about monkeypox? Well, we didn't have it here in, in there. It was all in Africa and stuff so, like that. So, so why would the FDA approve it in America where it didn't exist? Apparently, well, wouldn't that be responsible preparation for a disease that possibly could that they planned in. on bringing in perhaps yes but remember the problem with all these <laughs> and maybe you don't with all the smallpox vaccines with some of the most vicious adverse events in the history of vaccinology long before mm-hmm. there was mrna shots and so if this is based on similar technology to the smallpox as they say it kind of crosses over we're going to see more problems once again with the jab than we are with people having monkeypox. And guess what? Not dying! Where are all the dead people from monkeypox that are going, it's an emergency, everybody's dying. That's not an argument being made right now, is it? Not seeing any claims of these people have it and these people died from it. Again, this is more of the dangerous nonsense by throwing our bodies into the so-called public health, I'll call it a cesspool. And turning our bodies over when they make a declaration, oh, yeah, it's the monkeypox. And you go, okay, roll up my sleeve, whatever I got to do, just get me the shot. This is self-terminating behavior. This is the sheeple going over the cliff because others are going over the cliff as well. Now, I acknowledge that you and me and this audience, not likely to fall for it. Not likely to fall for it unless you stumble on this show. You have no idea what I'm saying right now. But the reality is we have turned our bodies over. And. That's it. Public health. This public health emergency. This is all the basis for emergencies. It's a public health emergency. What does that even mean? Public health. Legal fiction. Oxymoron. You are harmed by turning your body over to the pharmaceutical industrial complex through government agencies, whether they be federal, state, or local level. And maybe you now will realize that if you do not stand up, and shout from the rooftops or wherever you are about the scam that's going on, the skullduggery and the scumbags like Gavin Newsom and other governors, much less other people in public health and other government agencies, federal, state, and local, that are they're preying on you and your fear of, oh my gosh, a rash! And you're going to go, well, in the history of monkeypox, there's somebody has died, I know it. And then I would say, okay, that happens in life life is a terminal experience in terms of physical body 
right? It doesn't last forever. Yet the question is, how much are you willing to give up? How many things are are you going to just give up your freedom, give up your body, turn it over to become an experiment for big pharma and big government and big media, the cheerleaders that are making bank because big pharma is buying all the advertising that they can, they can sell. How many of you are willing now to go, okay, I wasn't, well, I was buying the, the, the whole COVID thing at first. And then I'm like skeptical of all that, especially MRNA. Oh, but now they got me on monkeypox. I got, I'm back in, I'm back in. How many of you are back in because of monkeypox? I don't think that's going to last as super Don has brought out as well as from his perspective on this. It's like, well, why don't they bring out the bleeding eye diseases? Right. The hemorrhagic fevers, the Marburgs, the uh, Ebola's, because that seems more scary when you see people bleeding out their eyes. And even then, of course, if you go down the public health rabbit hole and the allopathic pharmaceutical pseudoscientific religion or death cult, you're going to believe that the only thing that can save you are antiviral drugs that are deadly and experimental injections, also deadly. And ignore all of the scientific evidence showing that mineral deficiencies matter. They do matter. Selenium alone has been shown to reverse things like hemorrhagic fever and Ebola, for instance. And I'm not saying it's the only thing, but certainly it's a significant thing. If you ignore, oh, is that mineral deficiencies? Robert's going off about minerals again. How do you think your body works in the absence of essential minerals? That's why they're called essential. And if they're not in the, the soils, they're not going to be in the plants that grow in the soil that you would eat or, or animals would eat. And then if you would eat that, it's not there. We talked about copper a number of times over the last year, at least a number of times, many number of times. And of all the minerals that have been measured in the soils that have been depleted over the last century or so. Copper's number one, almost 80% reduced from where they initially measured it, which means that even if you're eating liver once a week, and let's be honest, a very small percentage of people, even in this audience, we're more inclined to know this, are eating liver once a week. Or are you taking supplements that have a bioavailable form of copper? Copper, connective tissue. Copper, blood, essential blood function. Coagulation issues. Oxygenation issues. Copper. So how many of you have started the bioactive copper hydrosol? I want to know. Are you, t- are you doing sovereign copper? I mean, that, that's a big issue. People that are getting it back in, if they low energy, they're going, I'm down this sovereign copper and I'm, my energy's coming back. What happened? Copper and magnesium, minerals again. But we have been so programmed to believe that, well, I know we need minerals, but they really don't have anything to do with things like COVID and Marburg and monkeypox. You know? Poppycock, just trying to be family friendly. Is that, I don't know if that's not family friendly in England. If those of you watching or listening on UK health radio, hopefully the kids can hear and say poppycock without getting in trouble. <laughs> but I, I could say worse things. And I, I don't think I did, but how many of you, you you'll say, yeah, I know minerals that, yeah, that I, that's probably, it's probably important. And then at the same time go, well, but not, not COVID. Not monkeypox, not Ebola, not cancer. Oh my gosh, cancer, selenium deficiency. Once again, we go on and on with these deficiency diseases or syndromes. And so Gavin Newsom says it's an emergency. Yeah, the emergency is the people of California are minerally deficient and they're probably spraying Roundup on everything. And there, here I have been yelling and screaming monkeypox 
and I and, and I could be considered racist by some of you for saying it. The story out of NPR, why they get any so-called government tax money enough already. Let them operate in a free market. And if there's a market for what they're shoveling, then let them try to survive that way. Big Pharma will throw them a bunch of money. Why not? NPR article says critics are now saying monkeypox is a racist name. But it's also not going away anytime soon. I think people are trying to equate the M word with the N word. I don't know how they're they're drawing that conclusion. If we go back to the origin of monkeypox, wasn't wasn't it really a, a real monkey or monkeys that they said that they found it in at first? I was curious about that. I had to go and do some research on that because I was thinking, yeah. man, you know, they say it's racist. Mm-hmm. How is it racist? Well, if you go into the article here, let me see if I'm, maybe I'll uh, I'll blow that up so you guys can see what it is I'm looking at here. Okay. That's the show notes. Yep, there we go. That's not what I was looking for. There's the article. <laughs> there Critics it is. say monkeypox is a racist name, but it's not going yeah. anyway, any, anywhere, anytime soon. Okay. So here's, here's the article. Um, Critics say the name monkeypox plays into racist stereotypes about black people, Africa, and LGBTQ people. Now, I don't get... Monkeypox. Well, okay, I, I get. Okay, all right. We'll get. We'll get to, get to that in a second. All right. Okay. Uh, Monkeypox here, according to Doctor Ifani uh, Nasofor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he says monkeypox should be renamed for two major reasons. Yeah. Uh, a global health equity advocate. This guy is. Mm-hmm. He says the first. Uh, there's a long history of referring to blacks as monkeys. Yeah. Therefore, monkeypox is racist and stigmatizes blacks. Unbelievable. Now, listen. I am one of the least racist people you are going to find anywhere. I grew up with... How do we know that? Do you have a card? I do not have a card. You just have to take my word for it. But, uh, you know, I mean, growing up, the first 23 years of my life, I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, and and all you know, I had all kinds of friends. I didn't care, you know. It just wasn't a thing, you know. Back I, I think that the Generation X kids were transitioning out of the stuff that you know, parent parental generations prior to that had brought. That's true. Up Racism up. is a yeah. thing and yeah. was really bad at one point. Yeah. It still does exist. But here's here's my question: mm-hmm. uh, If if you are going to take something that happens to have the word monkey in it, yeah. and then say that that is racist because simply it has the word monkey mm-hmm. what uh, happens I mean, to, to well remember in the playgrounds when we were kids and we used to yeah. play on the monkey bars yeah are monkey bars racist should we change the name of that to something else parallel swinging bars or something i don't know climbing bars did you ever work with your dad on a car and did he ever yeah. ask you for the monkey wrench Yes. Is the monkey wrench now a symbol of racism because it has the word monkey? See, this is is the degradation of the use of language through the hashtag woke culture. It's silly. It's dumb. It's dumb. And so I was like, well, God, please help me understand. You know, the the monkey pox, when it was discovered, was it discovered by a Klan member who then decided (laughs) to call it monkey pox? I mean, what is going on? So I looked it up, and it turns Mm. out that it was back, I think it was 1958, Mm-hmm. That they discovered the monkeypox in a monkey. A monkey a had monkey. the monkeypox, yeah. and so mm-hmm. they, or whatever they the disease was, the new disease they had discovered. Mm-hmm. So they named it after the animal that they discovered it in first. Now it's it doesn't come from monkeys, 
Right. The monkeys get it from something else, but that's why they called it monkeypox. So I think it's this is so bizarre that this guy is like just because it's got monkey in the name that that is somehow racist. Listen, there's secondly, yeah, okay. uh, The monkeypox gives the wrong impression that disease is only transmitted by monkeys. All you got to do is do what I did. Takes thirty seconds. There's the description. You find out that it doesn't. Um, and you know the other thing is is that for, if I understand correctly, monkeypox has been a big problem in Africa mm-hmm. for a long time. It's not because the KKK flew over and dropped monkeypox on the people in Africa in order mm-hmm. to be something where people would criticize Africa. That's yeah. where it happened. That's yeah. nobody's fault. So when we talk about monkeypox and the fact that it, it was happening in Africa does not mean that we're being racist toward Africans. Hmm. Well, now, and of course, what would it what would it mean, you know, if there are white Africans? Because there are people who are not. Oh, there are, but they, you know, the that's a whole other thing. Uh, I, I bring <laughs> it up to throw a monkey wrench into I, the. Discussion. Oh my goodness, you're such a racist. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I actually made it today's poll of the day because it's so ridiculous, oh. and I'm not I'm not going. I don't think I'm going to be surprised. Okay. By the results, but the poll of the day asks the question: Yeah, is monkeypox a racist name and should it be changed? And what so you yeah, think? three options: yes, it should be changed; no, that's ridiculous; uh, and then not sure. We'll we'll take a look and see what the results are. Maybe in bonus time. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just a, it, it's a pointless rant. Yeah. It could well, be. What, what isn't pointless is acknowledging your divinity, my divinity, our divinity. I, I have to come back to that, Super D, because what I've talked about in identif- identity politics, for instance, over-identification with uh, our physicality, our physical attributes, right? The concept of color, pigment, etc. Now, we go back to Dr. Seuss, the wonderful Dr. Seuss and star belly sneeches and how it, you know this concept of tribalism in humanity is as old as humanity and you know it, we talk about slavery we've talked about the history of slavery white people have been slaves black people have enslaved white people I, on and on it goes and so the thing is it's not a one-sided affair it's part of the human experience and yet we can easily look in the mirror and say all right because of my pigment i am designated to be this or this or this and yet stop there. And I think we're selling ourselves so short of who we really are, our true divine origins. Maybe the concept that soul is what's inside. You know, and that's the, the divine spark I speak of. It's like, I, uh, how do we say? I don't have a soul, but I am soul. How do you possess what you really are? And people would say, I, have a, I am a body that has a soul. I'm like, mm, I think that's backwards. Or we're uh, spiritual beings having human experiences, or are we human beings having spiritual experiences occasionally when we have these ah moments of like, oh, it's opened up, the heavens opened up, I, I understand now, I see, I, I can see clearly, I can experience godliness, if you will. But the identification or over-identification on, let's say, just the way you look is, I don't know if that's a racial construct. I guess you could say if you perceive you're white or you're black or this or that, what if you per- perceive that you are a divine spark of God that's inhabiting a body. How important is the pigment to that discussion other than, yes, the human experience and people of lower consciousness. And I'll say that in regards to racial politics, et cetera, that sees everything, no pun intended, as colored by the color of your skin, as opposed to what we go content of your character, 
right? How do you live? What do you believe? What are your principles? Are you nice to people? Do you keep promises? You agree to things and you actually do them, which seems to be fundamentally, you know, we're capable of rising or, or falling well below those things we might put on the goodness scale, the righteous scale, et cetera. And then we taint that by going, well, but this person has this much pigment or this person doesn't. And again, the discussion of this is something that's fraught with danger, apparently, because group dynamics, group identity, group politics is overwhelmed. And then we come back to collectivism and say that's the real evil. When we talk about it in terms of healthcare, public health, legal fictions, et cetera, and you realize that at any point in time, yes, you can consider yourself a member of a group or a subpopulation. You know, we can find ways to divide ourselves. Are you conservative? Are you Republican? Are you a Democrat? Are you liberal? Are you libertarian politically? Do you have more pigment or less? Do you come from a different country or whatever? And this is not a, a, me advocating globalism and dropping borders because borders, I think it was a savage that used to talk about borders, language, and culture as well. We've got cultural shifts, cultural difference. What do we value here in America or theoretically, historically, versus other countries that live in various states of tyranny or in what they call democracy. You know, we look to our, to our neighbors to the north where we have many viewers and listeners in Canada come to find out that, you know, they, that they're Western-style democracy and they found out that their rights don't come from God according to their government over the last couple of years in particular with COVID emergencies. Charter of Rights and whatever, did it really go back to origins being divine? a godly creator versus government creating and then granting you privileges that are wrongly called rights. So we come back and then we're arguing and I know we're not arguing here, although we're still going to scratch our heads going really monkeypox is racist because somebody referred to somebody who had more pigment as a monkey because they had racial constructs and views of the world that now we can't use certain words. I, I get that. I, the words are charged. They have me and they're, they're offensive to people. So at the same time, I'm saying this, I'm not saying people aren't offended. And I'm, I don't have any sensitivity to that. But at the same time, if we walk around worrying about who we are offending by use of language, then are we not just so limiting the experience of what it is to be a human being that we're afraid we're walking on eggshells everywhere we go? And that is denying realities that go so far beyond, again, identity politics, uh, group identities, identities associated with what we call race, et cetera. And this is not denying the reality of if you walk around in certain places of the world and you have more pigment than less, there might be a you know, generalized experience where people will look at you differently. But again, that takes it into collectivism, doesn't allow for the possibility that the individual you encounter has not, like Superdon says, this doesn't look with a racial tinge on everything. And we can go into you know, the bona fides, bona fides, whatever, like, oh, well, because I have this friend. It's like... Ugh. Where, what happens to the soul-to-soul -soul connection? What happens to the recognition that each and every one of you is a divine spark of God? And in the midst of even seeing people doing horrible things to each other, you find there is divinity in there somewhere. And that's not being naive because you still got to deal with where they're at and what they're doing, but recognizing that they themselves are lost in doing what they're doing. Yet accountability for actions, yes, that's part of the discussion here that we've kind of lost sight of. When people are convinced they're not, let's say, uh, connected to any effect due to what they do, then humans are willing to do horrible things, right? You're not liable for anything you do. Go ahead and do whatever you want, and then humans will do that. All right, there's my uh, un unscripted, unplanned uh, foray into uh, 
dare I say race, but really uplifting the discussion, hopefully to recognize your divinity, no matter what pigment, really, really, despite acknowledging the experience, because we're a visual species too, for those that can see, but the idea of being colorblind in terms of pigment means that you are seeing people as soul. And then we, then we begin to look at, okay, what do they believe? What do they say they believe? What do they, how do they live based on what they say they believe? Is it, is it congruence with what they believe or say they believe, or is it, you know, in hypocrisy? I say, I believe this, but I do this. And that's a human thing and happens in every, you know, people of every faith. You just can't, uh, you know, say, oh, cause they're part of that faith. And all I have to do is uh, they, they're part of that. I just believe whatever they say. Well, we know that there are people are people. Humans are humans. We're fallible. As long as we have this body that we're in existence in, we are subject to a lot of, uh, let's say, temptations, challenges to maybe not be as good as we could be or should be. So I'll pause there for a moment and say uh, thank you to Orange Guard for supporting this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty as well. And their great product, the Orange Guard product, you can get it at orangeguard.com. You're not poisoning the planet. You're not poisoning people. You're not poisoning your pets. Delimiting from the orange peel. Yes. And I'm using it here in my greenhouse and you can spray it around the house like Super Don does using it so much. You got to get some more, but you can it go works. to your I local like Ace Hardware store and uh, buy it locally and support uh, independently owned franchisee of the Ace Hardware. Or you can go directly to orangeguard.com. And I've seen more people sending in pictures of I got my orange guard. Which is awesome. I love seeing that. Now, Super Don, do you do you want to add anything into my racially tinged discussion? I don't think it was, but no, you know what I'm saying. no. I just I I don't know. To me, I just uh, I don't know. I I, right. I have trouble just getting past the ridiculousness yeah. of the stuff that I see. I mean, I, I, as I was looking at whether monkey bars are racist, I came across some other things where jungle gyms are mm. also considered racist by certain people. Yeah, as well, it's just dumb. It's yeah. just stupid. I do want to mention, though, you, you, you were talking about the Orange Garden. Yeah. And talking about gardens. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to take a picture of it yet. Yeah. But my mother-in-law came by earlier yeah. this morning because she always checks out the garden as she walks by. Mm-hmm. And she informed me that the broccoli has finally started to come out on the broccoli plant. Oh, sweet. Now, my, I don't know if mine has since yours is. I'm going to have to go out and look at mine. Yeah. And see we can compare it was really cool it's like it's just this little tiny thing but you can see it's like broccoli that's starting to come out so tune in to the bonus round and we'll show you whose broccoli is bigger Ooh, Ooh, no that's the, no. the late night show not, that's not good okay no we won't broccoli it's broccoli come on right. lighten up everybody right. broccoli all right, broccoli. All right. It's so we got we got nine minutes before uh we should have the, our, our friends from nutritional frontiers there can, is can, one hmm. can we do quickly just before i forget the upcoming events yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Thank you. Because this weekend is Pittsburgh, PA, Saturday, the 6th of August. I'm heading out on Thursday, but I've got a Jonathan E. Mord, uh episode already in the can. So it's going to be great. But here it is the journey of healthcare. And uh, it's an interactive summit of leading health experts. And these are really genuine experts Dr. Tracy Strout, Dr. Judy Mikovits, Dr. Len Brankowitz, and our buddy Jamie Dorley, who's going to be joining us next hour along with Joe Messino from Nutritional Frontiers. And speaking of Nutritional Frontiers, remember the certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD we use is from Nutritional Frontiers. You go to cbdnf.com and you can enter to become a customer if you're not already a Nutritional Frontiers customer. And there's a drop-down menu that'll mention the Robert Scott Bell Show. When you do, if you live in the United States, they're going to send you as a thank you 
a bunch of goodies, a bunch of samples. Take pictures of those samples with you, preferably. Send them into SuperDon, askrsb at gmail.com, and we'll enter you onto this uh, beautiful uh, collage. And some of you, when we do this from time to time, we'll pick out a winner. We'll get a lot of goodies. Full-on product from Nutrition Frontiers because they're so great supporting this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. Love and appreciate them. And Jamie Dorley and the gang are doing wonderful. And RSB15 is a discount code, and that even applies to discounted items. You know, you got sale items, and we'll talk about what's on sale this month coming up in the next hour. Now, in addition to that, the next trip will be into the desert of Mesa, Arizona, Phoenix, Mesa, Arizona. That's Autism One, the 18th through the 21st of August. That's coming up faster than you know. I'll be speaking on copper, and there'll be a lot of our other friends will be there as well, including Dr. Sean Centers. There's CME credits for physicians. CEU is available as well for, I believe, nurses and other healthcare providers. And moms and dads and families will be joining there at Mesa, Arizona. Incredible deals as far as the hotel. It's like go back 10 or 15 years or even 20 years to find prices like this. So great opportunity to join us in the desert. And then after that, we'll go into the chill of Minneapolis-St. Paul, which still may be having an Indian summer by then. I wonder if that's racist to call it an Indian, Indian summer. <laughs> September 23rd, 24th, back to Minneapolis-St. Paul for the 13th United States Health Freedom Congress. If you want to support that event, there's a link there in the upcoming events. Then the Wellness Parenting Revolution and Health and Freedom Summit and Expo. Wellness Parenting Revolution there with uh, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner, 40 speakers, uh, including Judy Mikovits planning to be there as well. And I'll be there, and it's going to be an amazing event. And then the Health Freedom Expo. woohoo! And you know what? Jamie Dorley is usually there. Tracy Straup is usually there. Sometimes Judy Mikovits is there, too. Could be a great reunion. Of course, Jonathan Emord is there. The Health Freedom Expo, healthfreedomexpo.com, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com, October 15th and 16th, 2022. Please plan to be at all of them or some of them or some of them stream online, including this weekend. If you can't get tickets or haven't got your tickets for this Pittsburgh event, you can stream it online. We'll talk to Jamie and Joe about that as well. So thank you. I just want to make sure I didn't forget to tell everybody what's coming up. So of course. Now it's your turn while we have a little bit of time. Now, left. well, it's your turn actually because it's I wanted turn? to. I, I came across this article uh, mm-hmm. today, and I believe I, yeah. this this is in the newsletter this morning. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Lyme disease mm-hmm. has really taken off and spiked heavy in the last fifteen years in rural areas, which kind of makes sense because it is. It is. It, correct me if I'm wrong. It is a tick-borne disease. It's claimed to be a tick-borne vector of transmission. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So, yeah. but I mean, that's huge. I mean, three hundred fifty-seven percent. Over the last fifteen years, and Lyme disease, from what I understand, is is sometimes it's very hard for people to um, yeah. get diagnosed for that because yeah, it's not for many years they recognize they, yeah, for many uh, years it was it was part of like chronic fatigue syndrome. The doc said, "Oh, it's all in your head. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a mental issue. It's like it's not real." Of course, then come to find out, they were actually able to isolate these spirochetes, and that's where Bergdorfi, the Bergdorf. I guess so I know it's it's it? it's a it is a big problem. A lot of people have it. There's even a possibility. I know that that, that uh, it's something we're looking into with my wife. Oh, that really? It's a possibility that maybe yeah. something she may have. She because when she went to her doctor, mm-hmm. there was like a series of tests that you can take. There's like a first yeah. test that you take that will determine whether it, it's it's possible that you've got it. There's like some marker or something like that. Yeah. And then there's a second test that you take that will confirm it. And so she's mm-hmm. got to go take the second test yeah. to find out if that's the case. So real quick, in four minutes, what does yeah. Robert Scott Bell suggest that somebody do if they've got Lyme disease? Well, it still is always, uh, there's always a terrain issue to this, Super D. And, and that means 
because many people have encountered this so-called spirochete, the, the Borrelia, and not everybody is devastated by it. So it still comes back to what is the general health and strength? Did everybody get bit by a tick? Did they all end up devastated and chronically ill? What? No. But doesn't deny the reality of those that are suffering severely by it, for it, from it. So pre-existing issues, including heavy metal burdens, mineral deficiencies, et cetera, are very real. Now, I've worked with many physicians over the years to help develop protocols and support them in their protocol effort because a lot of uh, Borrelia or Lyme disease specialists in the medical field have relied heavily on antibiotics right? because they perceive it's an infection. And we're talking about a long course of antibiotics. Long course of antibiotics. And chronic use of antibiotics can lead to immune collapse as well. So it's not a, a lifelong great protocol and program, yet people can temporarily feel better while on those antibiotics. But then again, this is a pleomorphic microorganism. It can change shape. It can, it can and shed uh, cell wall, go into you know, a different cyst form and other things. So it can hide in renal tissue. It's very, very devastating in terms of its, its ability to kind of hide in places. So antibiotics have not been sufficient truly to kill it all the way off, and then you end up worse off. So I've worked with many physicians who have embraced now the utilization of the bioactive silver hydrosol, including the Argentin 23. Many physicians of the Lyme specialty have used it off-label in ways the, the company itself can't acknowledge, but the physicians have found by bringing it in and saturating the tissue systemically, uh, they are able to overcome sometimes with antibiotics, sometimes even without antibiotics, in addition to other things. And uh, I bet that uh, Jamie and Joe over there at Nutritional Frontiers have had a lot of interaction with physicians trying to help their patients, and we can add some of that to the mix because sometimes uh, there's a lot of joint pain associated with Lyme. And we were going to talk about some joint pain issues and arthritis-type issues, I think, because this month Nutritional Frontiers is focusing a bit on that, so connective tissue comes back into play as well. Uh, so suffice it to say there are homeopathic remedies, including the nozodes for Borrelia that can be a facilitating to the immune system to help target. But we cannot overlook the entire terrain. It's not just about killing things, including Borrelia. Uh, that's the brief version. Is that okay, Super D, for okay, now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excellent. So, interesting first down. I'm so sorry that we, I mean, Kevin was great. I could hear him, but you could hear me really having to concentrate because his audios were going up and yeah, down. Yeah, it was difficult to understand. Thing. So we'll hopefully. But Kevin we'll get was that a good resolved. support. And we'll hopefully get them rescheduled and test it in advance to make sure. Because when we tested with him briefly before the show, you had him disconnect, reconnect, and it started working again. And then when he came back on again, it was silent. And then it came back up. Something, uh, anyway. yeah, something weird yeah. going on there. But a good guy, Kevin Sorbo. So check out the links in the show notes for Kevin as well. We'll we'll get him back on and uh, hopefully meet him at one of these events one day. But real, real stand-up guy. Uh, so, hour two. Let me see what we got coming up here in just a moment. Uh, besides Jamie and Joe, but well, not besides in, including them. Uh, and I think, yeah, the focal point is on joint health and bone health, uh, which is something great. There's a, yeah, look at this August focus, August for, uh, 2022, 15% off cases. Uh, and so I, you know, this is the thing when people are buying cases of the stuff, I don't know if they're giving them out like Santa Claus or they're typically healthcare providers. And that's something I want to mention to you as well. For those of you who are healthcare providers, you could set up wholesale professional accounts with Nutritional Frontiers. You may carry the products, and some of you already do, and then you can make them available directly. You know, some people don't want to do that, and they can set up things, and they can, they can buy directly as well. But when you're buying retail, you use the code RSB15, and you can get discounts even off of the sale items, like the CBD occasionally and other things that we've talked about here. So we'll learn more about that and have a great time with our good pals who I'm going to see Give them big hugs in Pittsburgh, PA, August 6th for the big event coming up. 
And uh, we'll learn more about those final details and how even if you don't have tickets, you might be able to watch it from the comfort of your own home. Stream it live as well. Stand by for that and a whole lot more. Thank you for being here. God bless you all. Remember, text RSB to 22828 to be part of the newsletter that Super Don sends out. And we'll be back for more because the power to heal is yours. Robert Scott, the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Yeah, I always look forward to this time of the month, the beginning phase of every month, because, well, it's not a lunar thing. It's a Jamie Dorley and Joe Messino thing. And it used to be a, a Tracy Straub thing, and she's always welcome on this show as well. And we're going to be reunioning, if I could say it that way, in Pittsburgh this, this coming Saturday, the 6th of August. I can't believe August is coming. How did we get here? Here it is, the journey of healthcare, interactive summit of leading health experts. And uh, joining us now to talk about that and a whole lot more, my good friends, Jamie Dorley and Joe Messino over there at Nutritional Frontiers. You're already in Pittsburgh. You don't have far to go. We do not have far to go. However, we are in the new studio. Yes, we are. So we are excited to announce we are in the brand new studio, Studio 109. So thanks again, Robert, for you and Super Don to have us back on to it is our favorite, as he would say, time of the month. Favorite Joe. time of the month. Favorite time of the month here. So, um, you know, we got Jamie and Joe back on. I just wanted to uh, let you know you had a very special guest, Kevin Sorbo. If he's having technical difficulties, we'd love to have him a guest in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He can use our studio anytime, Robert. So that's the length we're willing to go for you and your people. Ah, that's awesome. And, uh, of course, that studio it looks like it doesn't have any sound deadening yet. It's still echoey, so you got to fill it with more stuff, apparently. It's that new. Yes, it is. We have all the uh, curtains and the equipment on the other end, so we're working on some of the... Yeah, we yep. had a whole plan, right? Yes, so we just... <laughs> There's a whole plan. We're, we're in transition, so we'll try to uh, keep the echo down. Maybe open the door would help. It's okay. No, a sneak preview is great. I appreciate you guys. And I... Like I said, I, I'm really having a hard time believing how fast this year is moving. That we're all, we've been talking about this for months, uh, and it's coming up this Saturday. Oh, uh, we have much for Robert for you coming in. I know you're gonna do an incredible job, and Joe, he's gonna have his hands full. <laughs> I mean, this guy's the MC, the host, the narrator, and he's got to keep. Uh, you know me, I don't like to talk, of course, not at all. And then you got Dr. Judy. <laughs> Yeah, we got Dr. Tracy and poor Dr. Len. He's going to be fighting for mic time here. So uh, we're excited. The journey of healthcare has been really a topic we've talked about with Robert and oh, Tracy and yes, you. Absolutely, probably going back at least five years of mm -hmm. having more of a panel. The, the, the days, Joe, mm -hmm. of having events uh, where you have one speaker speak for eight hours, those have gone away like the dinosaurs. So we're evolving, Robert, and uh, we're so um, grateful that you guys and girls are all coming in. And Joe, talk a little more about that whole concept, how it evolved, right, the panel discussion. It sure did evolve. I mean, it's because, you know, it's about education and, and getting as much into a slotted time that you possibly can. You know, and we've done it, like Jamie said, every which way you can. We've had one speaker for four hours, two speakers for eight hours. And, and you know, it's trying to find that perfect blend where you get you can get people's attention, keep it, 
and then get them psyched up for that whole time period. And using multiple speakers that are synergistic, right, yeah. of like mind, that's the key. Yeah, and that was really the concept was that you bring in the best of all the worlds, right? You have Dr. Tracy, no one's better connecting the mm -hmm. clinical evidence and research with right. the clinical application. No one knows more uh, than Robert about homeopathy, medical freedoms, your rights, and really the journey of healthcare. Mm -hmm. He's been on that, right? Dr. Judy, she goes without mentioning, but you know her background with the PhD in the biochemistry. Um, me, I throw a little bit of nutrition in there, just my 31 years worth of experience. And of course, we have Dr. Len, who mm -hmm. is the master of building the bridge from allopathic medicine to functional medicine, which is very unique because he always said, Robert, as a, um, he's an old school trained pharmacist, he mm -hmm. says, you know, people get us wrong. He says, our job as a pharmacist always was not to get people on medications, but to help them take them safely when absolutely necessary. And you remember probably uh, even maybe when you were a kid or even before your time, you know, the old school neighborhood pharmacies, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they had the soda fountain, they had the countertop, you know, they were always there and they were really there to be a well, connection. We called them the drugstores. Yeah. yeah. And they were the drugstore and that was not a bad thing no, then. It was a connection and they would have a lot of the homeopathy. They'd have there the were some natural things there. And you, you think about that time and I like, I like reminiscing about that era, that era you know, where, uh, you know, pharmacists, you could actually talk with them. They're all, you know, friendly. They weren't overworked and doctors too would spend time with you to talk about it. And not everything at that point in time in that in our history was perceived to be a deficiency of a drug. There were actually common sense interactions and communications and conversations with doctors and pharmacists like, well, no, this, you don't really need a drug here. Just do this. And that's been lost to our culture in that realm. And, you know, what Dr. Len is doing. And of course, I've got friends who are doctors that are integrative and They'll use medicines too. It's like, I don't eschew them as like a legitimate form of help for people that are also trying to bridge their way back to a more rational way of addressing ailments and illnesses and maybe even utilize the things that have advanced in terms of even pharmaceutical science. And so I like what Dr. Len's doing, even though I'm not a drug guy, you guys are not big drug guys, but the point is we are making bridges. We're not burning bridges. We're trying to say, come on over. The water's warmer. It's less toxic. And we, you know you know what? We can reduce the reliance on the medicines that we used to say, those should be a last resort and get back to that era. Well, you know, I think with Dr. Len, you have somebody who maybe it's not as much he's integrating now. He's more over on the natural side, but he can benefit from the experiences mm -hmm. that he's had over the years with patients and patient outcomes and use that knowledge to help his current, you know, stock Yeah, and you think patients. about in, in one generation, think about the even when I grew up, right, think about the home remedies that we had available to us. The aloe plant was always there, mm -hmm. black salve, Epsom mm -hmm. salts, uh, the oils. You know, those were just some of the things I can remember going back 40, 50 years. And we actually had Dr. Ella McAwee. She's a naturopath mm -hmm. out from Tracy's area. And she did a presentation, and part of hers was home remedies that you must have, right? And I've even seen Dr. Tracy wrote a really cool book. Congratulations to Dr. Tracy. Yes, she did. A, a new one? Is it new? The yes. Mommy Apothecary. Yes. The Mommy Apothecary. Yes. Oh, well, I got to get her on to talk about that. I, how, does, yeah, how do yeah, I not know that? It's not even out yet. It's where okay. she's there on All the right. pre-sale stage. Yes. Yes. We're, we're going to get her on um, for the Tuesday in September to help promote her book, of course. Well, she can um, come like on anytime, too. So, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I'd like to get a hard copy because trying to order that thing for me is very I complex. I ordered one. I got okay. one. I ordered oh, one me too. for All my right, daughter. Yep. So, you know, the home remedies, right, have gone out the window. We want to do, like you said, Robert, is build the bridges back. There mm -hmm. are times and places for all therapies, but as I heard you and Super Don talking about, the over-reliance on antibiotics alone mm -hmm. has caused, as you would say, a crush of the immune system, right? Yeah. And then you factor in, look at the reliance on NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Mm -hmm. These were designed to be miracle pain relievers to be used on rare occasions for 24 to 48 hours. And why on such a short term? Because when you start looking at these uh, COX-2 inhibitors, right, over the counter, mm -hmm. well, COX enzymes, you know, in the gut, that's a repair mechanism. You know, in the kidneys and in the liver, you don't want to inhibit no. those. And it'll actually double your risk of heart attacks mm -hmm. long term because of the effect on the endothelial cells. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these perceived safe medications that are over the counter can have tremendous damage. So we want to talk this month and today really about bone and joint health, mm -hmm. right? Because what they found is from all the research shown, all the surveys, the people that take NSAIDs are chronic heavy users. Absolutely, and why? Because they've been in pain, right? And they're in constant pain. And they're staying in pain because they're not getting to the source or the cause of the problem. They're masking the symptoms, and it's gonna go on forever. Yeah, you take somebody, uh, Robert, that's been on you know, long-term antibiotic therapy, right? So now their immune system is compromised. Mm -hmm. They may have fungal and yeast infections, right, which are affecting the intestinal tract and the immune system. Mm -hmm. They have low-grade to chronic, mid-grade, or even high-grade chronic inflammation, Absolutely. right? That's going to be my topic this week. I'm so excited. Inflammaging. And mm -hmm. I was doing some homework on this, and when you look deeper at the challenge with the food or the junk people are eating, this pro-inflammatory diet, mm -hmm. right, um, now more than ever, most people, they're saying 60 to 80% of the food they're eating is pro-inflammatory. Some Absolutely. people, it's 100. Yeah, yeah. So you're you right. Nothing more than the diet, you know? Well, so it's like what I was talking about, guys, in the first hour, too, about the scary infectious disease they're declaring emergencies about. They're also relating to, you know, inflammatory eating and eating with you know, the absence of key minerals that are really critical for all cellular metabolic functions, including immune functions. And and so when we come back to this every time, they're like, we stop with the minerals already? Stop with the food already? No, we got to start. They've long abandoned it. That's the problem we're all dealing with, including the, you call it inflammaging, and much less as that you described. And I know growing up uh, with the non-steroids, there were aspirin. I think, it, I forget when it became uh, Tylenol and then uh, ibuprofen mm -hmm. that evolved later as far as a uh, regular thing. But you're right about that history too. And a pharmacist will tell you those were brought out for temporary measures, yeah. get on it, get off of it. And now they become normal part of popping these pills every day. And then they devastate the liver, the kidneys, the gut, etc., and create almost a, you know, that, that well, real damage to the connective tissue, which is why this topic of August for you guys is so perfect. And, and by the way, I think we have this. Uh, let me see if I can put this up on the screen here. Yeah, the August focus being joint and bone health. Uh, there's a really, it's a good PowerPoint presentation. This is the first time we're doing this with you guys. This is kind of cool. Let me see if I can bring this back. Joint health protocol. And you're talking about HA plus and 
the flame inflammation. So there are things we can actually show visually as you're referencing them for people that don't know, there are very specific products that can facilitate recovery and safely remove that inflammatory cascade that seems to never go away without harming liver, kidneys, colon, uh, intestinal tract, etc. Yeah, you look at so many drugs on this pro-inflammatory diet, right? Mm-hmm. What do they do? <laughs> what do they do? They just continue to make the, prog- the problem worse. It's pro-inflammatory. They're not addressing the, the uh, part of the body that reduces inflammation. And they're not addressing the cause of the problem. Now, one of the things, this is a, a protocol, Robert. This combination of these two products... Mm-hmm. Uh, HA plus and X flame specifically has been used as a one-two punch at the world of wellness for the last 14 years and it's gotten tremendous results still the number one protocol in the place because it gets results and here's one of the major reasons uh, we always talk about patented research trademark ingredients right collagen has always been one of those and um, <clears throat> or hyaluronic acid even has been one of those ingredients with a lot of controversy because they said, oh, it doesn't get absorbed into the cell. Well, you know what? They were right for the most part. That's why we use a patented form that has the lowest molecular weight of any hyaluronic acid on the market, and that assures that it assimilates into the cells. Yeah, so this would be appropriate, Robert, for anybody who had been diagnosed with an advanced, maybe joint degeneration, right, Mm -hmm. osteoarthritis, it could be somebody like yourself who's had some injuries to joints, maybe mm-hmm. the knees, elbows, hips, shoulders, back, wrists, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It could be someone who's had chronic pain mm-hmm. and they're not sure why, where the pain's coming from. It could be even somebody younger who has a trauma, right? right. So the whole idea is that when you want to rebuild the connective tissue, in this particular case, we're talking the cartilage at the end of the bone, that provides a lot of the cushion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when they say bone on bone, or I got a lot of pain go up and down stairs, or when I take a hit, you know, the cartilage around the bone is worn out. And then you get into the, the, t- uh, the tendons and the ligaments, mm-hmm. right? So this connective tissue, it's really vital that you give the building blocks to rebuild them. Right? Mm-hmm. right. If you want to build a new back deck, you're not going to go get the cheapest warped old rotted wood. You're going to get a good quality of wood. Now they use something like Trex. So mm-hmm. the HA is actually the, the building blocks to connective tissue and cartilage. Plus it provides lubricant. It does. Now the challenge is if somebody's joints are really hot, again, use that back deck or your kitchen as an example. If it's on fire, you have to put the fire out with something like X-Flame, Inflam, or CBD, which you guys have been supporting mm-hmm. us with. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the, the uh, two-headed monster, as I call it, dynamic duo, as Joe would call it, is to cool down the pain and inflammation and then provide the building blocks for the connective tissue. And the first way you cool down is by changing the diet and removing the, the, the cause. pro-inflammatory foods giving the X-Flame or the CBD, and then rebuilding it with the HA+. What do you think? Well, I think what you have, you you know, what we're doing with this formulation especially, and before I go to X-Flame, I want to go right back to, to HA+, for one more minute, because mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a secret here. There's an ingredient here that is overlooked, and that's MSM, sulfur. You know, Robert, when we do tissue analysis at the World of Wellness, one of the minerals that's always deficient is sulfur, and it is... 
it's just paramount to healing in the body. So that's a component that's often missing in a lot of these joint formulas that you see on the market. So we have the, the, the fluid enhancer, we have the HA+, the connective tissue, and then we have sulfur that enhances the healing factor that is needed in this. So like Jamie said, if we go to X-Flame, the reason it's so powerful, it has, I call it a trifecta approach to inflammation. There are three mechanisms of action here. And the first one involves two, not one, two patented research trademarked ingredients. Crescelazine is amazing. And look at this, it has a US patent. How many nutrients do you see with US patents out there on the market? So this includes a fatty acid complex combined with creatine, and this is really, there's trials on this, double blind oh, yeah. trials. Published, published research on all these ingredients. Always. That's a really nice thing of working with the Wellness Center and the team here, Robert, is that you're getting the best, not only ingredients, but unique combinations so you, you can get much better results without taking too many different products. And that's a nice, easy way to do it cool down the inflammation, and then support it with the HA+. Exactly. There's a herbal component to this as well, to X-Flame. Uh, so we, you know, that's the second component. We use turmeric, we use boswellia, we use cayenne to make sure that we're calming that flame. And these are things that have been used by themselves for yeah. years, right? So there's an herbal component to this. And then there's a third component, and that's an antioxidant component that includes quercetin and uh, luteol luteolin and ginger and rutin. So my God, there is not a better, more comprehensive approach to inflammation than X-Flame. He's getting excited, Rob. I don't know if it's the uh, new studio or, or the um, X-Flame, but Joe's I can really tell. Look, it's yeah, fun. To, it's it really is fun to bring options in healing. And, and again, this is not treating disease. This is simply supporting the body's own functional processes that have become dysfunctional due to all the things we know and that we speak on and you guys are talking about and put out great information on through Nutritional Frontiers as well, you know, dietary issues. And, I, you know, with the, with the Weiner Wellness Week, we did, uh, I don't know where Jamie was. I must have said something to offend him. It was just you and me, Joe. And, and Jamie was like, <laughs> where was he? I don't know. He was uh, around. He was handing out samples to everybody. He's playing Santa Claus. I know. He's fun. But we had a good time as well. We were able to talk about him yeah, behind his did. back. He doesn't know. Anyway, but we, we uh, uh, I just love, again, your dedication, like Dr. Weiner before us, uh, to education. You guys have took up that, taken up that mantle and really invested in it. We've talked a lot over the time of the last couple of years. You never abandoned getting out there and doing education by any means that you can. And uh, that investment, and, and, and you look, look at the science that you're bringing to this as well, the comprehensiveness of let's not just isolate and hit one element of it, recognize there's, it's a multifactorial issue. And these comprehensive formulas are doing some things where people might be, they might've been stuck. They might feel, oh, well, I've gotten something, but um, check out what, what Joe just talked about and give that a try because that might be when we hear this all the time. Well, I've tried everything. Oh, you haven't tried that. <laughs> give it a go. Yeah. Don't give up. In other words, there are unique, unique things that are breakthrough type uh, combinations that you guys are working with here. And I'm excited to bring everybody's awareness to that as well. Yeah, and as we are more active, as we age, right, as our schedules change, as our body evolves and our activities change, mm -hmm. our nutritional protocols have to change. Absolutely. I was just talking with a friend of mine, and uh, she already had one hip done, right? Mm -hmm. And now she's saying, oh, my other hip is starting to act up. So 
I always say it's much better to prevent the surgery than deal with the aftermath. So if you are active, if you've been diagnosed already with osteoarthritis, mm -hmm. degenerative joint disease, maybe you have uh, torn tendons or ligaments, uh, it could have even been years ago, mm -hmm. and now they're re-aggravated or they're inflamed right. again. And then remember, Robert, that the foundation, the underlying cause of all chronic conditions, all chronic disease, is going to be an inflammatory response. So mm -hmm. let's go back to taking a patient that was on the chronic antibiotics um, you were talking about earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Their GI is thrown out of balance, your immune system is compromised, right? Now, that inflammatory process mm -hmm. that is going on, that autoimmune type of response, the leaky gut, you know, long-term, that can dramatically increase your risk of cancer, heart disease, mm -hmm. diabetes, osteoarthritis, even elevated blood pressure and lipids and all those different things because you have the underlying mm -hmm. um, inflammatory process. Now you add in with everything going on with people either mm -hmm that have reactions to the vaccine, you know, that are uh, in this situation now with much higher levels of inflammation, mm. uh, tying in the blood clots, tying into uh, cardiovascular events, right? We've seen uh, more people with strokes. This is all inflammation, folks. Mm -hmm. So it could be joint, it could be systemic. Either way, you need to cool it down in a healthy way. Um, depending on what it's manifesting in, you can go a little bit different, but you can never go wrong with X-Flame or Inflam. No, you can. This is a great herbal alternative for people that you know would prefer not to have the, the esterified fatty acids from the crucellacine. So we have an option for someone, and we always like to have options because you can safely say there's nobody walking around that doesn't have some sort of inflammation at this point. After the last two and a half year flu, we know that everybody's got some sort of inflammation. And one of the most you know, common signs of aging, right, is those joints. And I'll tell you what, you know, I know guys that I worked out with 20, 30 years ago in the martial arts, they're all having hip replacements and mm -hmm. knee replacements, right? I'm not. Well, I guarantee one. Well, I can guarantee one type of person needs this. Anyone who makes noises when they get up or sit down, <laughs> you need. Yeah, okay. Who you looking at? Oi, yeah. You need CBD. Yeah. Yeah. The other well, day, somebody the, I was having lunch with. It was three noises. One, two, and then a big exhale. I says, "Wow, that was one I, heck of a, a rep you did. You got out of the chair." You yeah, know. I don't. I don't want to overlook. Not that we are, but the the hemp CBD products that you guys have. That's what really connected us initially. And uh, I, you know, my fitness regimen. I I push my body to the limits. As I mentioned, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I won the challenge of the week, which was all nine rounds full on for the whole gym. And only like two people beat me from the other gym, which I thought I would win both. But no, there's two guys in their twenties. One was a trainer. One was an absolute madman. They tell me he's like he does. He's like insane next level. But I'm not complaining. I feel really great about the ability to push my body. And and I was you know having some issues with the, the right forearm, some joint tendon cartilage. I wasn't sure, and it wasn't responding well. But I just kept with the CBD and the transdermal that you guys have is just profound in reducing inflammation and reducing the intensity of the symptoms too. And you know I've just worked my way through it. And I'm back to basically a hundred percent. And, and, you know, it was like, I gave it a little bit of rest. There's some, there's something about honoring the body. Sometimes it's saying, Hey, don't push through this, give it a time to recover. And then, you know, I'm going back at it. And even if it gets a little sore, then it's a different soreness. It's now reusing it in a, in a way where it's strengthened because what I went through and didn't resort to obviously the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and other things like that. 
And so I didn't poison my body back to health. That's just not a good strategy, short or long term, ultimately. Uh, so again, I, I'm back at that complaint. I just noticed, I'm like, you know what? I was able to work through it once I came back, a little sore, work through it, work through it, and I'm fine all the way back already. So again, thank you guys for bringing that certified organic U.S. grown hemp uh, CBD options, be, basically the oral version, which I have here, the tinctures that we take, little bottles like that, and the transdermal, which I have upstairs. I don't have it in my studio right now, but thank you for that. Yeah, it's incredible because we've helped so many people with the full-spectrum hemp extract, transdermal cream. Mm-hmm. You know, we were putting that together. We work with a biochemist, pharmacist, and we talked about how do we maximize the bioavailability uh, with a transdermal. He said, well, it's easy if you want to use something called lipoderm. He said it's been used in the compounding pharmacy industry right. for years. It has a U.S. patent on it. And he says it's very powerful and that can drive up the four hormones through the skin, in the cell, and actually be bioavailable. So we started to talk about use that in the, in the mm-hmm. CBD cream. He says, well, it might be a little overkill. I says, why? He says, I said, will it work? He said, absolutely. He says, we want to use it. Mm-hmm. Because just like the experience you had, I talked to my dad the other day. He's 82, golfing, bowling every week, still cutting the grass, doing everything he always did. We finally told him he wasn't allowed on the roof anymore. He's still <laughs> mad about it. But he had a damaged knee as a little kid, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. He got a crush when they were hiking. So he's always had problems with that knee, and he won't get a knee replacement. No way. And he uses the cream with the HA+. Plus. So when I talked to him the other day, oh, you better send some more of that cream. I can tell him out, right? So he uses like you do to help manage through the pain. Mm-hmm. If you have an injury, maybe you pushed it harder. It's okay to have some of that mild short-term pain, but you need Mm -hmm. a good natural solution. And there's nothing better Mm -hmm. if you have a specific area that hurts to use that transdermal cream. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is, is that, you know, you can get it on a nice incentive program Mm because you're part of our team. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what else? This thing works, you know, in so many different areas in so many different ways. You know, I, I can always tell when the, the barometric pressure is going to change, right? Because mm. although I haven't had any knee replacements, I still have some old war injuries. And, and you know, I can tell when it's going to change. And all I need is a little bit of that transdermal cream. And, mm-hmm. it, and it just relieves it almost immediately. So headaches. People mm-hmm. use it in the back of their head. I mean, it's all kinds of, of ways you can use the transdermal cream. Yeah, so I love using that for any uh, topical, um, you know, specific pain points, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I got pain in this area right there. I use that. I like two pumps on it, rub it in real deep, give it a couple minutes. And for most people, it cools the pain down. And mm-hmm. it definitely would take the edge off within yeah. five minutes. Well, remember my first experience, and if you're new to the show, when, when I first got the transdermal, uh, the, the CBD hemp delivery system uh, from you guys, and it was a, a tension issue. It was specific to tension associated with a, a lecture I was about to give. I was working on the PowerPoint right up to the, I was like, I got to leave now or I'm going to be late. And I was like, oh man, was I just achy in the, in the traps and everything. And then I had my wife just put some on there and I was like, all right, now we got to pack up and go. And we're in the car within 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm being hugged by a warm blanket. I'm like, what is that? This is amazing. How fast it was able to interact in such a circumstance. And I was like, I'm in. And then we've been utilizing it in many ways since then. And remember folks, if you are a uh, buying retail, you can use the code RSB15 to get 15% off. And even when there's sale, and we let you know when there are sales, you can take that 15% off on top of the sale price, despite complaints from customer service there. 
We always say, mention Jamie Dorley. He said it's okay. Jamie's the guy. <laughs> oh, wait. They're going to get really upset now, Robert, because we, we tried a new program with K-Specials. Yeah. You know, because – and the reason we did that, just to get, be, give you guys a little inside um, track on what we do behind the scenes, is that, you know, we have a tremendous amount of inventory. And it, with all the regulations, every time we open a box, you know, our cost increases, right, because of the time mm – -hmm the quality control checks, the scanners, all those things. So we try a new program with case amounts, even though most people do buy in cases, not everybody. Mm -hmm. So due to some positive constructive criticism, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure the office is going to be really happy, but <laughs> I said, okay, you don't want to buy in cases? I don't care. You want to buy one bottle, six bottles, or six cases? We don't care. So we are going to be updating that. But either way, you do get the 15% off. Okay. And then when we remove the case uh, minimum, you will be able to, Robert Scott Bell, double dip the chip. RSB 15, right. And and so when we're together this weekend, you said it's sold out. Is that true? We're sold out yeah. at the event? Venue? Who's your favorite uh, musical band, Robert? Oh, my gosh. The, Be uh, the Beatles. <laughs> you, what, what do you want? Oh, we have them coming, too? Is that what you're saying? Is that no. What, well, but no, like, you know, Metallica is always sold out, right? Yes, so it's true. This is our version. We have over 111 people uh, mm -hmm. registered and signed up. Uh, the room holds about 100, plus we have our team of about 25. So we're SRO so, and we're violating uh, fire codes. I love it. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Oh, no, don't say that. Joe's uncle's a fire marshal. Don't yeah. worry. We're, okay, we're, we're covered. covered. Good. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. We're covered. Yeah. So what about so, the streaming of it, the event so people yeah. can watch it yeah. from wherever? So um, we do have a wait list. So if people did want to sign up, because you know, last minute okay. some people may not come. Sure. So we do have a wait list. We, we do have room in there to jam some more people. It's a beautiful room. You can attend live. If not, you can always do the stream. And the great the thing about the stream great. is you can watch it live. Just go to nutritionalfrontiers.com. Go to our events page. Click on the Journey of Health. And, you know, the nice thing is, is, you can participate with the live stream, Joe. Yeah, the great it's live stream is great. And if you do pick up the live stream, you still will get the recording in a couple of weeks. So you can go back and watch it, pick up okay. the things that you might have missed. So it's and, available and, and in three. Is it four delivered weeks. via Zoom or how are they how are they gonna see it when it when they do the live stream version? Do you know? Does anybody know? How do they do the live stream, he's asking. Oh. Here, yeah. I'm gonna get the technical support right here. <laughs> okay, this we're gonna still, get the answers yeah, right away here. No waiting. Hello. Um, you guys should get a link through your email if you've signed up for the event. You'll get okay. it directly to your email, and then the recording and the live stream will be there. And, and so Click they'll the watch link. it by, via is it, what? Um, is it a Zoom interface or some oh, other technology? Oh, it's YouTube. It's live streamed onto YouTube. Okay, so yeah. you'll have a special direct link. See, this is the yeah. thing that makes me nervous because anytime I'm mentioned <laughs> on YouTube, it's like, uh-oh, where'd the stream uh, go? So, And <laughs> we, we got some controversy. Judy Mikovits, you know, but... All right, we'll have a backup plan. But it, it'll be a, it'll okay. be a private link, so okay. it, it should yeah, be Yeah, it's okay. not public, yeah. it's private. Okay. So. All right, good. Well, right. we'll look forward to saying hi to everybody, even if they can't attend in person. Thanks for the technical update on that. No All right. So, so guys, let me... And that's just, just part of the event, right? That's just part of it. There's more, I know. Oh, but wait, yeah, there's, there's more. more. So the same <laughs> people that are coming to the event and cramming into that room, are they all going on the boat trip, or is that a whole separate thing? No, it's, it's all connected. So Friday night, we're going to have a little uh, welcome reception, real casual way to break bread, have a drink, get to uh, talk and meet each other in a real nice, relaxed environment. You know, I've gone to too many events, and Joe, Joe has also, I'm sure you have too, Robin, over the years, where you get to the hotel, 
They jam you in these conferences all day. You got to go fight for a meal on your own. You can't find anything. And you get done with the weekend and you're like, well, that was a lot, but I'm not sure what to do now. Mm -hmm. So we want to have a more uh, productive weekend. We want to mm -hmm. network. Mm -hmm. We want to share ideas. We have so many great um, people coming in with different backgrounds. So Friday night from 6 to 9, we still have seats available, is a uh, cocktail reception. Just a nice meet and greet from 6 okay. to 9. Hopefully uh, you guys can all be there. Saturday, we're going to go from 8 to about 4. That includes the intro. We're having breakfast, smoothies. The presentations will go from about 9.30 to about 3.30. Going to take a break, regroup. Some people may go for a walk beautifully on the river, maybe a little siesta time. And then Saturday night from 6 to 9, we're going on the African Queen right there on the river in Pittsburgh. Uh, nice Three Rivers boat cruise. Three Rivers. So sure. we're going to have a nice weekend together. This is going to be a lot of time for us to... Um, learn from each other and, and that's what we've uh, had most requests for is we want more networking time mm -hmm. we want to share our uh, clinical case evidence we want to ask questions of each other and really uh, grow and learn mm -hmm. from each other I think that yeah, you can't true. overstate the importance of that social time I've been saying this with right. the, many of the groups I've participated in over the years it can't all be about business it can't all be about let's get through this and this and that and sometimes you just got to sit back and just interact you know, the spirit just flows to, through people and you yeah. make, a, you know, f actually lifelong friendships by this way as well. And you may, you're able to stay in touch even long after these events and you're helping one another out. And these are people that want to help people because they're coming to learn. And, and that's, uh, again, another bonus here. I'm I'm just thrilled again. Thank you for inviting yeah, me. This is it, you know. we're going. This is a whole new phase because, you know, 20 years ago, like Jamie said, we were doing these conferences, these big national conferences. You know what? We formed groups and communities and we interacted at every conference. You know, you went out and had dinner with everybody and you just socialized, but you built those relationships on top of the knowledge. And now that's all kind of faded away a little bit. This is the new phase. And we're yeah, starting. So we're excited for that. That's this weekend at Pittsburgh, PA. You can come live, you can do the live stream, or you can get the recording. Um, you know, so we look forward to seeing everyone. We are sold out. However, we could probably squeeze one or two more in, especially mm -hmm. people who have last-minute cancellations. Uh, if not, you can participate with us any which way. And we have future events where this is really the uh, model of the future events. We're going to do a lot more VIP dinners. We're going to bring them throughout the country. And then we're going to have probably two or three big events per year. We bring in all uh, the big name speakers. That, you know, people are traveling all the way in. We want you to enjoy the weekend, like you said, Robert. You know, that way there's a nice uh, area of town. We're right on the river. You can walk. You can go to shops. You can go to restaurants. You can go for a nice walk or bike ride. So there's a lot to do right there on the river. And that way people stay active. They're living the right. lifestyle. They're having fun. They're working. So it's very enjoyable. Well, you heard it here. They might be able to cram a few more seats in. So if you've been thinking about it and you're like, oh, I can do it. I can break away. I can be there. They might not say no. They might let you in. So check them out. And, and uh, in addition to the direct uh, through the website, there is a phone number. Let me just put that out for you right now. 412-922-2566. Uh, 412-922-2566. Particularly if you're a last-minute addition and you want to be with us in Pittsburgh, the 6th of August, that's coming up this very Saturday, or uh, the uh, Friday night reception or other things, call them up and see if there's availability. Mention the Robert Scott Bell Show. They might give you a little bit more leeway. I don't know. If you call up out of nowhere, I don't know. But uh, anyway, thank you. And also, if they ask again, who told you, say Joe. 
Joe is Joe's out. Get Joe yeah. in trouble this time, right? Yeah. He's not getting okay. into enough I'm trouble good. lately. I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, all no right. problem. And well, this is great because the city's not real big on the whole, you know, like in New York, you have all the unions and they got, they make sure they keep everything down to the, well, we don't have to worry about that here. We've mm-hmm. just got our, 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 you know, countrymen. Okay. We had a couple of more things I noticed on the uh, PowerPoint here that we didn't get to. Um, there's this slide sh- talks about green, green lipped muscle, uh, GAGs or glycosaminoglycans. I don't know if I said that right. Glycosaminoglycans. Well said. You had practice. I did not. But uh, talk <laughs> about these ingredients real quick for people that think I've tried everything, but you probably haven't tried this. They didn't try this. No. Yeah, the, the green lipid muscle is a really unique ingredient, and it's a and it's one of those very unique single ingredients, and it comes from the the muscle from New Zealand, and it, it is a a, a sea based. Uh, product. But you know, the thing is, there these glycosaminoglycans, or GAGs for short they call them, mm-hmm. they're present in a lot of other nutrients and a lot of other foods and things. But this is the only one that has all eight of them. And that's important because if you look at the bottom there, you can see that these things include everything that we use separately. Yeah. Glucosamine, omegas, chondroitin, hyaluronic acid, branched chain amino acids, chelated minerals. It's all in this one nutrient. So, so they, this so is they occur naturally. You're saying yes. that in this that occurs naturally. These things you're not yes. able to synthesizing it. At, this is part of the the ingredients of it. Exactly, it's natural it's state. Part of ingredient. And and we found in a lot of the clinical experience, it works really well on non-weight supporting joints. Mm-hmm. And and so like if you have an issue with arms and and shoulders and things like that, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I like it a lot for connective tissue, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where people's range of motion is poor. You know, the, the shoulder rotator cuff, yes. those types of areas right. where other things aren't helping. It seems to be a fantastic lubricant. And you mm-hmm. mentioned it's a single nutrient. Yeah, mm-hmm. consisting of eight parts, right? Consisting yeah. of eight parts. So I think that's Love why that. it works so well because they're naturally occurring in nature, right? Mm-hmm. Which you would find similar in fruits or vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes the nutrient's really important and other times the whole complex, the ratios, and the way they're combined in a natural mm-hmm. food state are yeah. really important. So this is an example of that. Uh, we found in the wellness center it works really well for um, shoulders, knees, uh, elbows, wrists, those types of joints, where you're looking for more of a lubrication mm-hmm. and a range of motion improvement. I'm thinking if I have any more of that, you know, if this if this were a return, the issue with, with the boxing and stuff that I'm doing, that might be something I've not tried yet. Again, I've tried everything, but I haven't tried that, right? So um, that's something I might have to pick up when I'm with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we'll get to you on the uh, green lip muscle. Works really well when you combine it. With the HA plus, you combine it with things like the full spectrum hemp extract, right, right. transdermal cream right. or liquids. And that's where, you know, having the expertise that we have coming in this week, Robert, with yourself and Dr. Tracy and Dr. Lan and Judy, is that you get to learn these different protocols. What ingredients work well together? What has somebody done real well with a rotator cuff mm-hmm. injury that they didn't want to get surgery? Or how does somebody come back when they've had surgery and they still have scar tissue build up and lacking range of motion? So the clinical experience that you're going to be able to get at this type mm-hmm. of event, there's probably thousands of years of clinical oh experience with over 115 people attending. Yeah, this is going to be great. I mean, with the with the panel, we've never had a panel quite like this. No, this is uh, this is going to be fun, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, so are who, you saying uh, that who uh, dominates, Robert? Are you saying that there's actually, in addition to their indi- individual presentations, 
that I'm going to have to somehow referee between <laughs> Tracy, Judy, and Len, and you, Jamie, the talking in the panel, so Q&A? Well, I have only have one request, Robert. Since my voice is so low, maybe you can keep my mic at a much higher decibel. You know, this like they did... You know, turn up to uh, number 11, right? Yeah. Turn up to the higher volume than the other people do. And uh, that would probably help me out a lot, right? So, yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. And, you know, there'll be times that, you know, even when me and Tracy talk, you got, you know, half the artist presenting, the other half is knowing when not to present, right? <laughs> yes. Very true. The art of that. Uh, all right. Now, uh, I was talking a little bit about Lyme disease at the top of the last hour, the end of the last oh, yeah. hour. And you interestingly enough, over the course of the COVID nonsense we've been dealing with, the uh, just uh, so annoying, the two drugs that seemed to work the best were both considered antiparasitics. We talked about that, uh, hydroxychloroquine and uh, uh, ivermectin. Now, I'm going to bring this to the fore because in this presentation, you've got a new product of the month here called Parakill. You're like not fooling around with this name, buddy. It's a redesigned paracleanse. And I think we need to talk about that because so many people have gotten benefit by being on these antiparasitic drugs. Could we achieve antiparasitic benefit without having to resort to the drugs, possibly? I'll answer that. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, we, yeah, we've known about this. We've been talking about this. We've got several antiparasitic nutrient formulas that we use. This one is the single most powerful one. Uh, it used to be in a tablet. It was redesigned to be in a capsule, which, so you get much better assimilation, much better absorption, and it was it was beefed up a little bit as well. But I think if you take a look at this, uh, Robert, you're going to see some very interesting and familiar things. For example, as a homeopathic mm -hmm. practitioner, I'm sure Artemisia is very uh, common mm -hmm. in your in your oh, yeah. uh, protocols, right? Yeah, we utilize it in homeopathic form, absolutely, and and again. The reality of parasites has not ever been, uh, let's say, disconnected from the human experience. So the, the question is, could we do it in a, in a modern pharmaceutical context without having to fully poison the bodies? Because, you know, just like a lot of antifungal drugs and antiviral drugs, and anti they're very toxic. And I, I don't want to bring harm to the, the human body or even the animal body. And I know these drugs are there and they're there for a reason. But if we have options before resorting to those things, I just want people to know about them and you know, this is a really a comprehensive formula I'm looking at here, including olive leaf, grapefruit seed, garlic, black cumin. And go back one page here, and we'll see black walnut, wormwood, paw d'arco, uh, artemisia, of course, wormwood, uh, echinacea as well. So uh, I'm thinking about, again, the options, folks. You know, everybody's in, unfortunately, to some degree, greater or lesser, parasites are playing a role, and we're beginning to understand right. them more and more. Just like inflammation, everybody has it to some degree. Everybody has parasites to some Yeah, and working with the uh, late, great international icon, Dr. Yeah. Weiner. He brought that to our You know, one of the things I learned from working with him was that, you know, we live in a very medically-centered uh, city, Pittsburgh, right? University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. So a lot of people coming in would look at us as being really different than what they were mm -hmm. going to in their experience with other practitioners. And Doc would always say to me, look, anytime someone's coming in and they haven't got help medically, Regardless of what their symptoms are, Robert, think of three potential underlying causes. And he says, this will take care of 90% of people. He said, number one is going to be yeast, mm -hmm. candida buildup. Number two, parasites. And number three, with thyroid and hormone dysfunction. 
So I started asking about parasites because as soon as you tell someone that parasites, they get really uncomfortable, yeah. right? It's yeah. a really odd reaction. They're visualizing these. You yeah. Know, yeah. So things. the symptoms you may be experiencing, you know, could be something like with Joe says, the two and a half year flu, right? You know, it could be something as simple as, hey, I have chronic diarrhea, right? Or uh, diarrhea and constipation, and they may alternate back and forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, we actually have visuals of case studies where a patient came in with a lot of blotchy skin or red dots like a rash. Mm -hmm. That's always parasites. And in two weeks, you see the rash gone. Um, other things that they could be suffering with is, you know, um, grinding of the teeth, right? Where, you know, at night they may wake up or have to wear a night guard because they're grinding the teeth and wearing it out. If there's distension in the gut, that's 100%. Oh, Parasites, absolutely. Everybody's got them to some degree. And I, and I well, think it's funny. Let me tell you a quick one okay. on that one, okay? My brother-in-law went fishing in Costa Rica <laughs> uh, probably eight, ten years ago. He came back, his stomach, it literally was sticking out like a foot. We're like, what is mm. going on? I, he says, I don't know. I went to the doctor. I'm not sure. I ate fish, and the next thing you know. So I said, you probably have parasites. I put him on the Paracleanse, the original one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Did nothing else. His doctor calls back in about two weeks and says, I think you have parasites. He says, Doc, I do. He goes, well, how do you know? He says, my brother-in-law gave me Paracleanse and my stomach's down and I feel good again, yeah. right? So oftentimes, right. you know, you're not treating the test. Let's look at the symptoms mm -hmm. and what could be the underlying causes. So mm -hmm. if you're suffering from any of those things I mentioned or anything else, always yeah. think yeast, parasites, hormone, and thyroid. And the Paracil was an update of the original formula yeah. because when Doc was around, we, we did so much work with parasites because that was one of his areas of expertise. Mm -hmm. But this formula is fantastic because it's an all-in-one in a veggie cap. So you don't got to take two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. six different formulations. Yeah, and I really love the black cumin in this as well. If you look at that, you can see some similarities there. You got thymoquinone and thymohydroquinone. Hmm, sounds a little bit like some of those yeah. uh, drugs that were used. Right, doesn't but it? we don't have to use them. We can uh, have no, we options, and, and that's what we're all about. Your freedom to choose is what we support. That's why this show is about health freedom and healing liberty. And, you know, you guys at Nutritional Frontiers and the team there, you're really stepping it up to support the message and educate folks on this to give them options we're not trying to force anything on anybody but when you hear about the you know the investigation the scientific validation and all of that that goes on you'll be like yeah i think i want to try that and, and i that's why i appreciate the educational opportunities when we get together and uh i'm just like i said i'm thrilled it's hard to imagine like in a few days we're gonna be hanging out together in pittsburgh uh, are, you, um, are you bringing the family, Robert? Or are you, is it it, it's ju just me. Everybody's going to be okay. chilling out and watching the garden because it's hard to abandon the garden. We've got such abundance coming in every day. You miss a day, you might miss the food. And I don't want Ooh. that to happen either. No. Um, and, and that's not a bad thing to be tied to something like a garden uh, because I said that's another thing that I, I, you know, I think I even mentioned that when we did our first education thing you invited me yeah. to. Couple of years, I mentioned about growing food. I always ask, How, "Who's growing food?" Right? Don't wait till you're hungry to grow food, and uh -huh. and so more people than ever are indeed doing that. So we we kind of remind people of things that used to be part and parcel for our very existence that we were able to abandon over the you know the last I don't know hundred years or so. But we're we've got to get back to some of those basics as well, and then we'll have less and less of the uh, uh, let's say the chronic inflammatory diseases because we're actually eating food that's so fresh and vital and filled with minerals 
that there's less, you know, the problems that have become all too common, uh, needlessly, uh, that they become so common if we knew what to do. And we do. And that's what we're doing here. That's the exciting part is when we bring a group like this together of like-minded individuals, you know, faith-based people. You know, it gives us a lot of hope that there are other people out there yeah. um, that are doing the right things. And it's really a, a snowball effect, oh, right? Oh, God, yeah. You know, when you hang out with Robert and he's eating all that organic, uh, <laughs> only fresh food, right? Non-processed, non-chemical, non-GMO. You know, last time I was sitting right next to him at the lunch table, and I'm looking at what I got, and I'm looking at what he's got, and I'm going, wait a minute. And I got I to <laughs> shout out a special thank you, of course, to the one and only Dr. Michelle Kunselman. Yes. I've been negotiating around the clock with her and her people uh, yeah. about uh, preparing the food, uh. gathering the food, getting the food ready to meet uh, his specifications, Joe, which are very complex, uh -huh. but we're going to meet him where he needs to be because I hate to see him, you know, martial arts champ now, workout <laughs> warrior of the week, not be able to eat all weekend. Oh, you know, me no. and you, we bend a little bit, but Robert yeah. is very strict and it elevates, uh, you know, I'm reading this great book about the power of one more mm -hmm. and uh, it talks about elevating your standards. Mm -hmm. You may not always hit your goals, but you will hit your standards, right? Yeah. And that's what this week is about. It's about raising our standards because, you know, the old saying, you become the people you hang out with the most, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So look at, a, look at a group of people we're hanging out with this weekend and uh, that's the part that's most exciting for me and I'm so grateful everyone. I know it's not an easy trip anymore getting in from the West Coast and yeah. you know, once that Robert Scott Bell 15 discount kicks in you know, <laughs> and we start getting some people following us, you know, maybe we get the private plane for you, Robert. And we can bring, <laughs> be we can bring very you kind. And the family. So we already got Love the it. private boat, but that won't can't take us. No, to, no, uh, it won't get Colorado. that far. But if you know, we do it, it'll take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So remember the discount code RSB15. Also, yeah, I appreciate Michelle. Shout out to her. And uh, you know, my journey is such, and and I've said it many times, even with uh, your audience, and I may have to remind people again. You know, the question is why? Why do you do what you do, Robert? Well. Look, many people come into natural health and healing you know, professions or even going into medicine and then finding you know, the limitations there and transition and integrate as well because of their own journey, a loss of health and wanting to be healthy or a loved one that has been there. And then we find the things that, well, didn't work and we can't keep doing them. That's insane thinking it'll suddenly work. And we transitioned. And so, you know, my journey is such that I found that what I put into my body matters so much because the first 24 years I suffered. And, and so when people say, well, how come you're so dedicated? It's like, well, look, if you suffer enough and you find out what relates or causes the suffering, you don't want to do that anymore. You know, and it becomes something that you're like, this is who I am. This is what I do because of that experience. And um, not everybody has suffered the way I did, but there are people that have suffered worse and are suffering worse. So we want to always give them an option, a pathway out of that morass or that mess, wherever they are. And we also welcome all the, the, the physician community to come on over where the water's warm and far less toxic. And, you know, you're not going to be derided for what you've done because people in the physician community are waking up. The nursing community is waking up because of what's happened in the COVID couple of years. So there's some good that's coming out of the bad. It's not wasted. None of these efforts are wasted. We welcome them with open arms. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I love how you put that, right? Because what other career, what other profession, and what other field does somebody fall into at the age of 24, right? Mm -hmm. Does a professional basketball player or an artist start? No way. Uh, Most functional medicine, healthcare professionals, and patients happen to fall into this, right? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you a story about Dr. De Silva from Florida. Mm -hmm. He was a phlebotomist, right? uh, a vascular surgeon, right? Um, did phlebotomy work. 
and he had a full um, surgical facility. Mm -hmm. Guy did very, very well. His wife, he thought, was dying in her 40s. She found a functional medicine doctor and helped her with her hormones. That day, in a very faith-based, that day she came home, he said, I can't believe what they're telling you. And three months later, she saw a tremendous improvement to the point he said to her that day, I must sell my surgery center and become board certified in functional medicine. How many times do you hear that from a chiropractor, right? Mm -hmm. They went to a chiropractor after a car accident. They said, oh, I'm going back to school at age 30 or 35. Dr. Weiner went back to school in his 30s. Dr. Roger Stewart. I mean, there's so many examples I, of this. Yeah. And that's what I love about what we do is that it's never too late to jump in. Mm -hmm. And it's almost that aha moment, right? You're like, how did I miss this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it, a lot it, of our colleagues feel. To me, it makes life honestly exciting every day. I might learn something new. Likely I will. And, and, you know, I can't focus everywhere. None of us can, but where we end up doing, we bring it back to the, you know, the, the, everybody, the folks that are really genuinely inspired and, and inspiring to find ways, because uh, as I said, most of us have been on our own journey and we've lost our health. We want to find a way to gain it back. And then you find, man, this is great. It's feel, it feels so good to feel great as opposed to, eh, I feel okay, but I didn't know any better or this is the journey when we connect like this. And as I said, not just the educational opportunity, but the interaction that ends up, we end up sharing stories with one another and we're made better for that from those, those, the story time that happens quite organically outside of even the official training. So you guys are, like I said, love you, man. I love you guys. Thank you so much for what you're love doing. Love you too, Robert. And I want to say congratulations uh, to one of your listeners, Lori. Started college for her 40th birthday. She's a baby, Joe. Hey, you know? yeah. But it's never awesome. too late. And then the other opportunity you have is Robert Scott Bell's show every day. You have Nutritional Frontiers. We have the World of Wellness, the Wellness Weeks. Folks, there is so much free education at your fingertips this day. What do you say in this age of information, Joe? In the age of information, ignorance is a choice. Yep. And on the Robert Scott Bell Show and everywhere we travel, the power to heal is yours. All right, what a show. Hey, Super D, you dropped off a little bit. Everything okay there? Did you had a crash or what happened during the show? Thankfully, it didn't affect the stream or anything, but I'm good to no, see you. No, you know, every yeah. once in a while, the computer, yeah. when I've got 16 things going on and I go to it do just something, overwhelms it'll suddenly it. just go, I'm out. And I'm out of here. Reboot, which is oh. really distressing. Yeah. Uh, so fortunately, it hasn't happened at a super critical uh, mm. point, although it did happen. Well, that was that was uh, a power outage, but you know, it's mm -hmm. like. Fortunately, I knew that it wouldn't knock us off the air. There was a time when it would do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just, it was just a computer issue, but I just managed to get back within a minute or two. So. All right. Well, what a show. I mean, J Jamie and Joe always bring it, and this weekend's going to be a lot of fun. And he said they'd squeeze a few more people if you want to come to Pittsburgh for the event. Otherwise. Uh, you'll get a, a, a link if you go online and uh, want to watch it from home via a private YouTube link. It always makes me nervous because, like I said, we, we yeah, I mean, you're on edge with YouTube as well with two warnings now. So a lot of the places where we put the private stuff for our uh, patron supporters is there. And did you find any backup options like anybody that hosts things and you can put it on private so you'd have Not to yet, share no. the link? I'm working okay. on that. 
Yeah, I've been asking around too, and it's like one of those things a lot of people haven't considered. Uh, darn that YouTube for banning. It's us. just yeah. a thing. You just I, yeah. I just assumed you know that yeah. there would be other other people that would uh, that would provide that because mm-hmm. as it stands right now on YouTube they they allow you to be able to upload a video and you can mm-hmm. upload it and it, it's unlisted so in other mm-hmm. words it doesn't show up on your account it doesn't show up if people search for it but mm-hmm. it's a if you have the link you can share the link and other people can watch the video which is yeah. different than a private setting now some other ones they have something that's called private and you can set it to private but that means that nobody can watch it only you can see it until you make it public yeah so yeah i'm kind of at a loss at the moment there are some paid services where you can do that but that's like right now we're not looking for <laughs> we're not looking for another paid service well, yeah we've this, got a lot of paid services we use and again thank thank god for our patron yeah. supporters uh yeah. to help us with that uh you guys right. are great amazing so thank you welcome all of you we haven't de- determined which day uh will be the ama for august yet we need to look at that maybe today or tomorrow before i fly out but um, yep. I'm telling you, the Emort interview is great for Thursday. You guys are going to dig it. We get into the public health issue like uh, we've never discussed that in depth. And, and Jonathan gets it totally, of course. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, now he knows because he didn't know us from Adam before he, he came on the show. And I think he's got a little better sense of the show. So he was amenable to doing a reschedule. Hopefully that whatever was happening audio-wise will be fixed because he's an in- interesting Dude, his life experience has been pretty wild. The books he's written, the movies he's doing, and uh, I like he's him a more lot. than just Hercules. Oh, way more. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good guy. <laughs> so that was good. And then Jamie and Joe were bringing it as always. We'll have to get Tracy Straub on. I didn't realize she has a, a book uh, coming out. So I definitely want to talk to her about that anytime. And uh, I don't know who else we're having to book. Uh, oh, Cordy Williams. Did you get con- contact or Kevin? Cordy Lee Williams, our buddy, hashtag uh, 1776 forever free, hashtag Megaphone Marine. I'd like to get an update from him soon, too, if we have an opening this week even. I don't know what's left for tomorrow or Friday, I guess. Friday we're booked, so maybe tomorrow even. What do we got for tomorrow? What have we got for tomorrow? I don't know. I see Ari uh, Witten. Ari Witten tomorrow, hour. okay. Yeah, do we know if Ty is going to be for hour two? I That'll think he's supposed it. to be. I'll have to double check. Okay. Otherwise, I might have to do a, another pre-record, I guess, in that regard. But all right, loads of stuff coming on. Let's see. Chat room's busy. Hi, Ula. Oh, Murdoch is enrolled. Did you see that? I did. Murdoch's see that. enrolled with the uh, two-month, eight-week uh, health coach course, and he, he was challenged. He's like, "This is serious stuff, Murdoch." And he's like, "I'm up for it. I'm doing it. I'm going for it." And the generosity of all y'all out there that has helped to make that possible for Murdoch, you guys are miracles. Thank you for that really really special so uh Murak says he's going to plan on having a video log on his experience there so we can see what he's going through in that regard that's cool the vlog yeah ula says nutritional frontiers has a lot of great supplements and their customer service is great which is rare these days yeah it's hard to find good customer service so i'm glad to hear that you're having good experiences with our friends at nutritional frontiers that's awesome see what else is happening here oh i see that the image murdoch puts up there thanks for your order you have registered for certified health coach it's official so it's in the chat room yeah that's awesome murdoch is now enrolled now watch everyone they'll ignore me that's what he says no we're not going to ignore you buddy you're in that's cool 
All right. What else uh, did we not cover or do we need to cover now in the bonus round? Anything else going on? Um, let's do a uh, an update here. Mm-hmm. Today's poll in the, in the newsletter, critics say monkeypox is a racist name. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. should be changed. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So people could either vote, yes, it should be changed. No, that's ridiculous. Or not sure. I, okay, I'm going to say we dominate with no, that's ridiculous. Okay. I think that's a safe bet. It is a safe bet, isn't it's it? It's a very safe bet. Yeah, How ma- I'm going to ask you this one here. What? How many people do you think voted yes mm-hmm. that it should be changed? All right, so you mean percentage. percentage? I don't know the number. Yeah. 90%. 90 percent said that yes, that monkeypox should be changed. No, I apologize. That might be uh, like one or two or three percent. One or two or three percent. All right. Survey says. What do we got here? Oh, I was too generous. Or you not were generous. you were off by one point nine percent there. Oh man. So yeah, ninety two percent of people said that the name monkeypox should not be changed. Four point nine percent came in saying yes that it should be changed. Okay. 2.7, not sure. 2.7 right. are hanging out with Robert Scott Bell. Okay. No, I, I'm yeah, not, I'm not no, surprised I'm not. by that. I'm ple- I'm, I mean, I would have been shocked yeah. and disappointed <laughs> yeah. had it been uh, something else. But yeah. um, interesting, 4.9% do believe that it should be changed. should be changed, 5%. I don't know why. I just don't understand. Hmm. You know, things, in my opinion... There are some things in life, in society, that are obviously and blatantly racist yeah. and intended to be racist. Sure. Uh, but there's a whole lot that I think they become racist because people make them racist. But well, not, it, looking know? through the, the, the goggles of race at everything. And, and, you know, this is a difficult discussion. You know, I don't have a problem communicating in my way. I, I think I, I can really break through the whole superficial aspect of our pigment makes everything, you know, and, and yet, um, there are those that are not beyond that. And there may be issues of genuine discrimination or racist experiences in their life that cause them to be wounded and scarred. And then suddenly now you perceive everything as a racial tinged thing. And I, and that's a sad place to be. But that's too, not whether, reality though, yeah. you know, and it, that, that's, that, that stems from a personal, a personal uh, yeah. situation that you know, whatever they can choose to just live with it and be like some of those nutso people that they put on TV that think everything's racist, yeah. or they can deal with it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Because you know, it's, there's a saying, you know, if you look hard enough, you'll find what you're looking for. Sure. And that's that. In my opinion, that's what's going on here. If you assume that where you are surrounded by racism, you are yeah. going to find it everywhere, you know. Well, when in really, reality, re- not yeah. most of that stuff is not intended. Mm-hmm. to be racist has no racist basis well, to it you and know? rooted in collectivism and racial constructs and group dynamics or group uh, uh you know politics is victim consciousness you know you are this color so therefore you will always be fill in the blank or you are this color and because of that you're always going to be racist for instance yeah. and these things are just you know they're so disingenuous and, and so uh how would we say it I say distancing us from our, our spiritual realities that, you know, soul knows no color in that sense, the, the real creation that we are, that we, that's covered up often by our over identification with the body we inhabit. And yeah, it's, it's a big ask to say, can we 
overcome our perception of self in terms of our identification with the body itself and recognize that each of us is a spiritual being. Now, we may not always behave according to that. I get that. But still, our ultimate reality is that. That's been my experience. And that's why, you know, when we say, when you say, Super Don, colorblind, I know people go, oh, yeah, well, that's easy for you because you're white. You'll hear that as well. It's like it's always coming back to the construct of victim consciousness. I know. You can't even say you're, that you're colorblind without somebody saying, well, that's what a racist would say. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like, exactly. You're that's, racist and you just don't realize it. You know, how do we like, even. Yeah, it's like oh, it's in your DNA. How do you DNA. navigate this conversation really? in a way where you're actually having yeah. a conversation and not being? There's just... no con- conversing in that sense. <laughs> and, and and yet, as I said, the uh, victim state of consciousness is like okay, if everybody's racist, then you could you could bring up example example. Well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, those are the weird. Or there is something. There's always an excuse to maintain victim status or victim consciousness. Yeah. And, and that's not, you know, rising up to your spiritual uh, origin points or reality. And, and yet that's our freedom to do that. But I think we are being manipulated. In fact, I'm certain of it or they're attempting to do so by the Hegelian dialectic always. Because if they keep us divided along racial lines, along political lines, on and on it goes, it's so easy to control or foment anger and hatred. And then you're redirecting or misdirecting the, you know, what would really get us beyond this, recognizing that we're being played. By somebody that wants to control us, manipulate us through fear or other things. Stimulating hatred, anger, victim, state of consciousness. Snap out of it! I know it's not as easy to, to do as it is to say sometimes. But it's a pattern of behavior. It's a habit. And it's hard to break free of it. But when you do, you're like, dude, I love everybody. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a hippy-dippy way. But it's like you genuinely love humans for the experience we have and yeah you might not agree with all of them that's never going to be the case where you will but you don't look immediately and say well that person you give people an opportunity to show their quote-unquote colors no pun intended no. real colors coming from within if you will so all right <sighs> yeah we'll just let that be so Tomorrow, as you said, Ari Witten, Energy Blueprint, will be talking about breathing for energy. Mm-hmm. That was a very popular interview, and we've got yeah. him back tomorrow to to go more in depth into that. Mm-hmm. We'll see about Ty. Okay. Then we'll have Jonathan on Thursday, followed by an encore. Okay. Wait, wait. Then, when's the encore? You're right, going to do an that, encore for the second hour? Is that what you're saying on Thursday? For the second hour, yes. Okay, I understand now. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's and, right. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I'm just thinking about. I'm trying to get Cordy on, but I don't know when we can fit him in unless I did a pre. All right, so we'll leave, we'll leave the the, the possibly uh, Cordy Lee Williams in the second hour, otherwise an encore. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Then on Friday we got Todd Callender mm-hmm. and Sam Anthony from you, Your News. Oh, I'll Friday. be interesting Friday. I'll be at yeah. probably broadcasting from the hotel in Pittsburgh from that the hotel. day. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then on Monday, I guess I'll just bring this up. On Monday, yeah. In the first hour, we have got this guy coming on. His name is AJ Rice. Mm-hmm. I know AJ Rice, and it's funny because uh, I didn't. I got an email from Kevin, mm-hmm. who had booked him, and I was looking. I was like, AJ Rice. Mm-hmm. How? Why? Why? How do we get AJ Rice on the show? AJ Rice is Laura Ingram's former executive producer. 
And you used to... Yeah. I used to work... I interacted with him right. years ago when I was working at the network and, and working he's on got, show. Currently, he's got a new book out called The Woking he's a, he's a PR guy. And, you yeah. know, he has, like, guests and stuff like that, you know, that he promotes for shows. And he's just written a book about... Uh, what's it called? The Woking Dead? Yes, here it is. The Woking Dead. <laughs> the yeah. Woking Dead. That's awesome. Yeah. And listen, AJ is a very snarky guy. Okay. And so I expect this is going to be a fun interview talking about woke wokeness, yeah. wokeism uh, in the country. I looked, I looked over. There's actually a PDF of the book mm-hmm. that shows the table of contents, and it was showing like all the different chapters and all the stuff it was talking about. I'm like, just like, whoa! Yeah. He obviously put a lot of time and effort into this, talking about the problem with with the the woke agenda in this country. So mm-hmm. that ought to be fun. That should be a fun interview. Cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I've got. Um, Thanks again yeah. to Orange Guard, y'all. If you haven't yes. gotten it, uh, it'll be fun. You know, I, we, we've seen some pictures. Please send in. If, once you get your Orange Guard, send some pictures. In have you gotten card. pictures that I haven't gotten? I think I might have gotten one. I just tr- can't remember where it ended so up. So check it out, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's like we, we do this contest with, with the CBD. Yeah. Where people get the samples. They take the picture. And then they win a prize. I, th- I think we should do the same thing with Orange Guard. Okay. Give it a try. Yeah. Okay. You can you can order it online. It's it's very reasonably priced. I mean, yeah. it's not a lot of money that you're putting into this. Try it around your house. Try it in the garden. Take a picture of yourself with the Orange Guard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Send it to me like you've done with the CBD things. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll put together a collage like we've done with the CBD things, and we'll start doing a drawing. I don't know what the prize will be, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll come up with something. Um, but yeah, please do that because I'd love to see people using the orange guard. That'd be fun. Yeah, please. If you've gotten it, send another picture into Super Don. Sometimes if it goes to me only, he might not see it. I just like accidentally. AskRSB at gmail.com. So let me look real quick at, at our Saturdays in August. Uh, this weekend, obviously, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. Next weekend, and then, then Autism won the 20th through that. that 27th is open if we do want to flop to a, a, a Saturday like we've been doing weekday try to do weekday and weekend weekday weekend so okay. my first inclination would be uh, Saturday at uh, what do we got noon Eastern 9 a.m. Pacific to do the 27th for our next AMA for patrons sounds okay to me we and we've got go some new patron supporters this this month so we'll, we'll meet some new friends and family uh, at that one right. that'll be fun let's just do it We'll just yeah. do it. So let's make it so. the 27th of August for our next AMA. And uh, we'll see what kind of fun giveaways we can do there as well. Also, for those of you that got the Pure Body Extra, the Zeolite, Colloidal, uh, please share your stories. You know, if it's done some things uh, that Superdon mentioned for one of his uh, grandkids on the spectrum, it's helped. I've been hearing some stories about things coming out of people, you know, as far as detoxing metals and things. So we'd love to hear your stories if you, if you guys are going to stick with it. Those of you that took advantage of the $5 offer, I think they now have, what, a 50% off offer ongoing? $50 off. $50 off offer. So if you missed it, you still get a good deal. Uh, but if you want to try it, this is the uh, Touchstone Essentials. I interviewed Eddie Stone last week about it. So I'm going to take my four sprays right now while I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So the $50 off, basically it was a $5 deal that you had before. And now it it's $13 or something like that. So, oh, you know, it's it, still a great it's deal. It's still yeah. not that much. Yeah. But um yeah. So anyway. Good show today. All right. Lots more to do, but not enough time to do it in on the show. So we'll meet back here uh tomorrow. 
tomorrow. Less than 22 hours from now, God willing. And uh, I thank y'all for being here. Again, thanks to Kevin Sorbo for rolling with us and, and hopefully reschedule him and uh, Jamie and Joe. And we'll look forward to seeing you all this weekend in Pittsburgh and tomorrow back on the Robert Scott Bell Show.